On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will bust out their patented approach to breaking down the latest episode of The Book of Boba Fett. You know, the one with the blue guy. After that, they'll then lay down some predictions and speculations for the show's finale episode. After their detailed and speculative-filled Boba breakdown, they'll update you on a release window for the Kenobi series, as well as a production update for the Andor series. Matt will then recap the latest issue of the Crimson Rain comic book run, while also touching on the new Kenobi comic series coming this May. Finally, the show will end with this week's iteration of the fan segment, complete with fan responses to the question of the week and the latest round of Star Wars artists deserving of a top five mention. Punch it, Chewie! everybody and boy do i love seeing the room full here in the live stream before we even get going because it makes for some good laughs as tones is in here one of our wrenches and he pointed out the fact that i don't know my english grammar from a hole in the wall (laughs) because i have like a i've been trying at least for the early uh, arrivers to the live stream which by the way if you want to join the live stream we do it every tuesday around 2 30 p east on youtube youtube.com slash star wars time show but i i I just put up like a placeholder sign it says standing by but it's (laughs) b-y-e tones is like uh what what are you trying to say with that sending that, that the wrong message? Card? <laughs> right. So don't buy uh, him. <laughs> uh, anyways, Tones, thank you for that. That was a that was a fun little pre-show talk I just had with Nick about how stupid I am. But that that was a he did point it out, right? I mean, they they did kind of create the language, and and we've done our own thing to it. So uh, thank you, good Tones. I actually got to hear Tones' voice for the first time, Nick. He uh. I did, it was something on Discord, but he, he's got like that proper, proper Northern UK, mm-hmm. like getting to the point where you can't really even understand what he's saying uh, accent. It was beautiful. Nice. Uh, yes, it's always good when Tones is in here, but we, we got all the diehards. You know, Devin was in here. We already said Tones. We got props. We got Scion. We got Black Series clips. Mythos Boba. Come on, Kingdom of Weird, let's do it! Everyone's excited for the Book of Boba Fett, S1E6 breakdown, as are we. And by we, I mean myself, the mouse in my pants, and of course, young Nick over here. To my right or left, I always forget which is which, based on the output of the video. So yeah, no, no, no bullshit segment this week, just like last week. There's just too much to talk about from... The Desert Comes a Stranger. That was the title of the most recent episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which has fully morphed into, as was predicted on this show, and by anyone else that was paying attention, The Mandalorian Season 2.5. And that's a great thing. Like I said last week, everyone needs to get off this, Boba's name's in the title, wah. (laughs) My friends, this is the Mandoverse. Get used to it. Everyone comes to his party to play mando versus a very important word that you just said and we will get into that one once we kind of dig yeah, into the I mean, convo that, that, that's what we <laughs> that 
that is the era we are in now. That is this timeline. Until we reach sequel trilogy uh, time, this is the Mando verse. Yeah. And it is a, it's a beautiful verse to be uh, at least witnessing uh, growing into something that I, I don't know any of us probably expected to see what we've been seeing over really the past two or three years with the Mandalorian season two and then the book of Boba Fett. So it's, it's a good time to be alive, at least if you are a Star Wars fan that doesn't hate Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? And Which I mean, is very we, few this people week, now. <laughs> like, right. It's very few people who are left in that category, it seems. <laughs> it, it is, man. It's like... It, there's a fine line we walk, or at least I walk on the show of, of like not becoming a do as I say, uh, not as a, I do type of person, but it, it's becoming nauseating every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it tends to die out a bit over the weekend, but everyone's sitting there, you know, playing the armchair VFX quarterback or the. I don't, this isn't how I thought this should be in my head. It's like, my God, people. I mean, this week, I I don't know. Since you and I, we we don't talk any shop between Tuesday and Tuesday. The only thing we talked about this week was Moonfall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was it. I I still want to go see because I love disaster movies. But uh, I don't know if we have time for that today. But we, we don't discuss Star Wars. I mean, thankfully, I've got the Discord gang in there to kind of satiate my hunger for wanting to speculate and, and tell other people they're wrong and I'm right. But Nick, Nick and I, we don't discuss anything. So Nick, coming off a fresh viewing of the Book of Boba Fett S1E6, what do you think the fandom bitched about the most this week? Okay, so... This is like, a, we, we can make this a new segment yeah. of the breakdown. What do you think, without me telling you, people bitched about this week? So this one was actually, like, usually I'm pretty good at, like, keeping away from, like, the spoilers. But this one was impossible. I mean, there was, like, it, it wasn't even, like, internet shit. Like, it, it was just, like, I'm going to my fucking, like, you know, my email... And one of the things yeah. that I see is like fucking, <laughs> you know, spoilers about this episode. So like I had kind of seen it, but like I'm guessing like, again, fan controversy. I don't know, but I'm going to guess they hated his face again. Like, is that it? Is it the, like Luke's face? Like the, the no, C- no, Luke, that wasn't it. Luke passed. Okay. Luke passed Luke muster, passed. but you're close. It was another character's face that Cat, they hated. Cad, he what was it? Yes. Was he too fat? He didn't. He bloated? didn't. No, he didn't. He wasn't blue enough. His nose wasn't long enough. <laughs> And he didn't have the toothpick. Dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, can I put that any more, like, straightforward? I mean, like, for everybody listening and, like, I, I, I literally don't care. Like, he's not I mean, blue you have enough? To, Nick, at the end of today's episode, you, you at least have to go on Instagram and just scroll through some stories and whatnot. I mean, you had motherfuckers that were taking their time on Wednesday and Thursday at home on their own rigs to in quotes, if you're not on the live stream, improve for all the professionals that made Cad Bane and Dave Filoni who signed off on it. But they sat around on their computers to improve it for everyone because it, it, I guess it looks so fucked up that, you know, it, it just was like, Dude. why even bring the character okay, well, here, in the live action if you're going to make them look like well, this? Do, do, do these people know the biological workings of a Duros? Do you know how <laughs> Duros biology changes when it's subjected uh, to harsh desert cli- like climates? Have yeah, you ever seen like- a Duros on <laughs> Tatooine? 
in the middle of the Dune Sea. Do you know what it does to his skin? No? Then shut the fuck up. Like, I just don't it, it understand. Wasn't, it's it. like, it was more like his nose was flat. They, they <laughs> Voldemorted him. I'm like, people, we're talking about a live action living creature versus a, a very highly stylized animated series. Yeah. And even then, they're like, "Well, you can't, you can't make the direct correlation between what Count Dooku looks like and what Chris." I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" Yeah, like, that's what you people are like. Doing. You're literally like, doing the I same mean, thing. Like, oh my god, like, they didn't like it. Like it <laughs> it's, according to these people, Nick, people like Christopher Lee and Anakin, and I mean, and Hayden and 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 you uh, and their faces should all be elongated in Revenge of the Sith. They're, you know, they should have very angular jaw lines and straight hair. It's like, I get, you know, I, I mean, it's like I said, it's a hard thing to get into because then we're, we're essentially nitpicking people nitpicking. So it's like, yeah. we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. But my God, it is so tiring, as Devin is saying in the live stream, to come off an episode like that, which was glorious. Like I said, I mean, as a fucking Star Wars fan, be it old like myself or new, what, did you ever dream of getting content like that in real life? Yeah, I mean. No, maybe, but but you're like, this is never going to happen. We're, ne we're never, how the fuck are you ever going to get a Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka together with a baby Yoda and a, and a Mandalorian and some sweet armor? I mean, just, that's what we have, yet it still turns into, wow, that was fucking great, but, 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 but. It's like, what the fuck do you people want? Do you need George Lucas to come out of retirement and blow you while you're watching this stuff? I don't get it. Like, why does everything need to be criticized? Why can't we just appreciate the content that we are being treated to at this point in time as Star Wars fans. It's ridiculous. It, it's like, I mean, Nick, I don't, I, I don't, I think it's impossible to make something that Star Wars fans will not find something to bitch about. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is why a lot of creators don't want to work in Star Wars anymore. I mean, just think about that. Like, you know, why haven't there been, why hasn't there been a movie made since 2019? Because of the fans like, and because people don't want, like, if I'm a director and, you know, I'm a writer and I want to write for Star Wars, I don't want to do it anymore post, uh, post TLJ because I see what the fandom's like. It's like, why would I put my heart and soul into doing something like that yeah. when it's just going to get shit on? And I can go make as much money, if not more, to go direct another property that I can put the same themes in, the same story beats in. And tell my own version of it and then not be linked to the toxicity of the Star Wars fandom. Like, I don't blame people yeah, for I, not I mean, wanting to do it. I mean, let's be real. I do. I think there are many reasons George decided to sell. But you can't tell me at this point in time that he, it, it, some of the, the toxic shit that was even happening back then when, when, when the assholes didn't have their own personal digital megaphones to scream in his face. You suck, George. We love you, but you fucking suck. And, and that's, that's, that's the fandom now. And we like to say, oh, it's a small part and this and that. But fuck, man, we must have a lot of fucking assholes that follow us then. Because I say the predominant content in our feed post a new episode of Star Wars these days is shitting on it. <laughs> Even if it's fucking fantastic. If it's not Cad Bane's look, it's like, well, it's called Boba Fett. And there's no Boba Fett. It's like, okay, okay. 
It's called the Book of Boba Fett, motherfuckers. Guess what books have? Chapters. And sometimes chapters veer away from the main. Guess what? I.e. the Tolkien verse. <laughs> I was going to say. Go read that shit. Harry Potter is not even in every chapter of Harry Potter books. Oh <laughs> like, my God. It's it's like, just think about that for a second. It's rough because, y- 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 listen, I've had my moments. I've bitched about Star Wars too, but it, it's never really been like nonsense, topical. Like the stuff that offends me it's it's narrative based as i've always said i am i'm drawn to star wars because of story and when the story gets wonky that's when i complain you're not gonna hear i am i don't dedicate an ounce of my viewing time to worrying about what the fuck cad bane looks like in real life or what fake luke looks or sounds like can i say yeah hey luke looks a lot better but the voice still doesn't sound natural. It doesn't really pair. There's some scenes where it really feels like someone's in a closet reading the lines and then they're just blaring them onto the screen. Sure. But am I even going to remotely bring that up in the discussion about what I just watched in episode six? No, because I don't give a fuck. Who cares? It's all ancillary to the narrative, the story we're getting. And it, to me, it's a pretty damn juicy and fun to speculate and think about what is going to happen story. <sighs> yeah that was so i mean i get it i get it i mean kingdom weird they're they're good points every fandom has its sector of shitheads there's no doubt about it but it, it just it would be nice to just not have to be have that that those poo speckles and it, like flinged at you all day long it's like my god because it, it, it's almost it, it's a form of gaslighting where after a while you're like am i an asshole for not being upset about this shit like Am I, is there something wrong with me? Like, why am I not fucking spending hours of my time on a computer showing professionals how to do their job or telling Dave Filoni that his signing off on Cad Bane was fucking dumb. Yet on my next story, I have a meme of him being Jesus Christ. Like, it it makes no sense that there's that too, Nick, there, there's like a bipolarism here. It's like, they'll sit there and flame throw the guy's work and choices. And then on the next story, Thank God for Dave Filoni. He saved us from the evil Kathleen Kennedy. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you, do you respect the man for what he's doing? Or do you want to sit here in your fucking basement and challenge every decision he, Favreau, and the people that are getting paid to make this shit make? Because that's what you're doing. When you're sitting there bitching about designs and, and what an animated character looks like in the real world, you are saying that Dave Filoni doesn't fucking know what he's talking about or what he's looking at. Okay, I mean, so go fuck yourself. People, all right? people this wonder isn't... why. If, if people wonder <laughs> why, like, I don't engage in the uh, in the in the social media verse of the Star Wars fandom, I mean, that's exactly why. Like, when I came in, like, it's it's nice to watch an episode, and like me, for me, I don't watch them on the day it releases. It's nice to not, to like watch an episode and not have like pre-colored kind of disposition going in because of what people are saying on social media and stuff. And like, yeah, like for this one, cause like the only, cause like I, I watched, I saw Cad Bane. I was like, Oh, badass. His eyes look great. Everything. I was like, cool, cool representation of Cad Bane. And not for a second did I think that people were going to say that he wasn't oh, blue no. enough. Oh, dude. I mean, it, like, that, that was, that was the big one this week was how dare they. 
though, are they gonna are they gonna hire the YouTube? Give him a smaller nose. Are they gonna hire the YouTube guy that made his face more blue? It was a motherfucker in a costume. Like that 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 wasn't even CG. Like that is that is that's even better than CG Luke. Like they actually dressed the motherfucker up. But that's still not good enough, you know. Now it's like you know they should make all characters CG like Jar Jar. Yeah, man. I mean, it's Uh. it's tough, but you know, like. Like for us, I think that, you know, the, the good stuff was in the story. Like you said, the enjoyable parts were, were not based yeah, go, off go of ahead. Let, 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 let's get into the breakdown. Let, color, let, you know, like shake it color. down, shake it down a bit. Tell us what you liked from a yeah. global level and then we'll, then we'll dive in. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, I liked the whole episode. I mean, let's, let's just be straight up. There wasn't a single thing about this episode that I didn't like, um, What's really interesting to me is the the angles that they're kind of approaching this universe from now. You know, like now we do have the possibility of a of a splinter. Like, do we get, uh, you know, based on Grogu's decision and the next episode, you know, the the universe could look drastically different. This TV universe. Um, so I like how they're they're setting things up that way, and they're kind of leaving us on a little cliff for the last episode. Um, to see like which decision he makes because that decision ultimately decides the fate of this TV universe. Um, I loved the training sequences. Um, I loved the the conversation between Ahsoka and Luke. I mean that that meeting was one that that I think all Star Wars fans who have been like deep Star Wars fans, fans of the cartoon series and stuff like that have been wanting for a long time. Yeah, but time. did she put her arm on the right hip like animated Ahsoka used to do when she'd stand that way? Did really, did somebody actually say that or did you make this? No, that, okay. that's that's me being an asshole. Okay, I was going to say, because if somebody said that, I was like, okay, I think... <laughs> I, think I would like to point out though, I don't know if Dave told her to do it, but Rosario, when they're walking through the woods, she does Ahsoka's kind of one arm on the hip stance that she is known for. So kudos to that. Nice. Yeah, no, that's, that was a good pick out. I mean, that, that whole scene at the, uh, you know, the, the in progress Academy was awesome. I love that. I love the flashback of the clone war sequence, uh, for order 66. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like the, Mm -hmm. like the Cad Bane thing, like I thought that that was pretty fucking awesome. I was like, man, it's old school, wild west gunslinging showdown, you know? Um, I thought that that was a perfect. I just feel bad. The guy doesn't have a fucking ride, and like he's just walking I know, around he, the, the Tatooine deserts aimlessly. I know that's like, what I was saying. Like maybe he lost color because he fucking walked from wherever he was to Mos Pelgo. Like that's a long ass walk. Yeah. If it was a human, they'd yeah, be the dead. Sun was <laughs> sucking it out. He like reversed tans. Yeah. His <laughs> did anybody say that his sun. hat was too small? His hat should have been bigger. <laughs> like I don't know, but like I I love that whole showdown scene between. Um, between uh what's his name the 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 sheriff god now his name slips me Cobb Cobb Vanth and uh Cad Bane but um I mean it was it was great and obviously Cobb's still alive and unfortunately his little uh sheriff buddy his deputy is dead um you know what dude that that guy again I look at that as like that could have been my friend because that was the fucking stunt coordinator really (laughs) that was the yeah Oh man! It's like this motherfucker had a kid at the worst time you could ever <laughs> think to have a kid. Like with hindsight, it's even worse. Not only did he miss out on getting into Mando season two and potential future Star Wars, but then the pandemic hit like three months after he had the kids. So yeah, it was like, I mean, hey, 
welcome to being a dad. Now you got to deal with it during this fucking nightmare yeah, scenario. The, the worst. Uh, not to mention you also lost out on being in Star Wars. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like really from stem to stern, I think the episode was top notch. It's one of the best of the yeah, season totally. so far. I mean, it's hard to pick out like a particular favorite moment because everything was so well done. Everything was so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was yeah. vintage Filoni-esque for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, the training droid thing. I thought that was funny. How like, uh, well, I hey, dude. I think at this point <laughs> we can argue Grogu has had more diverse training than any of the main force users in star Wars. Definitely. We, we've seen that motherfucker go through more training than Luke Skywalker and Ray. I also like how get uh, some, bring it, yeah, bring it. Who wants to challenge that? I'll, bring it. The one thing I do like about about Grogu and just his species as a whole is like they can learn to do like backflips in the Force before before they learn how to talk. So yeah, and walk properly. I, I'm trying to figure well, you, out you, like you did, what I mean, is Luke his did talk have that line. Like. Yeah, Luke did have the line like I think he's just remembering more than I'm actually teaching. Yeah, so and then yeah. there's stuff I want to I want to. Uh, dig in on that but yeah and I'm, I'm with you man i i honestly thought it was some of the best star wars content of all time it it had it it, it elicited reactions out of me that were very similar to uh, mandalorian season two episode eight that final scene we all know what we're talking about yeah uh but i got that like <gasps> like that just super excited oh my god i can feel it in my soul reactions and i I marked down four of them, four moments, you know, the, yeah. uh, the first one, just seeing R2's antenna instantly, just like, uh, Mando, uh, Mando season two, episode eight, when R2 rolls in, it's, there's something about that fucking droid that gets me and it isn't like, Oh, it's R2. It's like, Oh, oh there he is. It's R2. Oh my God. I love it. And, and then, uh, you know, seeing Grogu on the Hill from Mando's perspective and being a parent myself and, that had a wave of uh, of emotion sucked out of me. Uh, the Luke's theme piping up when he climbs the bamboos and he's explain explaining to Grogu that like, look, this is balance. I mean, his theme is an instant tug on my heartstrings type of Star Wars uh, musical theme. And then uh, I think my my final just like oh, I'm melting inside because I'm a big sappy old Star Wars fan. But when he he breaks out that little chainmail shirt, yeah. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. look at that!" I did Grogu. not have any emotional moments with this episode. Um, no, I I am. Um, it, it hit me, and I, I think a lot of it is, is parental based, and, and having a little one, and you know, when when uh, Din makes the choice to leave, and you know, they don't tell Grogu, but he sees that ship leaving, and he's just reaching out like. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's the, I don't know, that shit fucks me up as a dad. Um, but yeah, it, it was fantastic. Like, it, and again, that's why we kind of started with, it's like, what, what else do you want? Like, can we ever just get through this and, and kind of just smile and be like, and look at each other? Like, wow, that was what awesome. a time to be alive. What a time to be. I, I remember when the movies were being made, the prequel, I mean, I used to like pray whatever the hell that is like please just let me live to see the next movie just let me live to see the next movie i did it with the lord of the rings too i just i gotta see it i gotta say please let me live and now we're getting stuff like this i mean i it's it's unbelievable the the content that uh filoni through favreau's creation is delivering to star wars fans so it, it was a winner from top to bottom uh, if, if you, if I need the bitch to be a star Wars fan and I, I brought this up in the discord, 
just because, you know, they, they ask. But I, I thought the, the one thing that was slightly off, nothing that I would, I would take time to point out on my social feeds, I thought Cad's hat brim, a little, little, little too tight, not quite brimmy enough. And the, the thing I said earlier, there, there are some parts where Luke is talking and it sounds like he is in a remote location delivering the dialogue. Yeah. But I, I have other things to say on CG Luke, which was vastly improved. Yeah. But I, I think uh, I want to return to something Nick said a few shows ago that I think is uh, more poignant now than ever when it comes to uh, our classic characters, the OT characters and their respective actors. But we'll get into that without the, throughout the breakdown. So, um, all right. So there's our, our general thoughts of the episode. Now it is time to pop open its hood and dig around for all the goodness you may have missed or need reminded of. So up first, starting what the hell happened here? Uh-oh. What, what did I do? We're on fire. It's, it's not really going to matter, <laughs> but, uh, no, there. It must like it must be doing the the photo grid differently these days, I guess. Who the fuck? No, who cares? All right. So if you're new here, we uh, we typically go through our eggs, references, and cameos breakdown first. Then we will go through the key moments to make sure that everyone is on the same page and ready for what is to come. So coming up first. Uh, you know what? I, I was glad to see Cobb Vanth returning, and I liked how he kind of had the cold open for the show. Uh, so we had that, and if you really want a reference, we, he's also in a field of moisture evaporators, right? The uh, What farmers would use on the sands of Tatooine to suck uh, liquids. I don't know if it was uh, sucking it out of the ground, out of the air, who the fuck knows, but they're moisture evaporators. Obviously, seeing R2 show up, a thing of beauty. Uh, we, we still don't know the planet, but at this point in time, based on research, other fan speculation, this is definitely the same planet that we, his academy is on that we see burned down in Tross. Yep. And I don't believe they have named that anywhere. I, I don't think it's on the, the databanks of StarWars.com or on the Wikipedia. Uh, but yeah, we are here. This is definitely that planet. It just hasn't been fully deforested yet from Luke's ant droids that at one point in time are essentially going to tear down every living thing to build his academy. It seems very anti-force, but I guess if you need some rock structures, you got to have ground cleared. So all those beautiful bamboo trees in the jungle, all that shit's getting raised for Luke's academy, which ends up being a fucking disaster, so shame on him. Uh, the building of Luke's temple. You know, I think we could argue that this is the main structure we see, and things just kind of get added to it. Uh, down the hill are where all the living quarters were at, but up on the hill when we saw it burning in, I believe, the, the TLJ flashbacks, I think this is the beginning of that structure. Yep. Um, I, it is not Agent Kloss. Agent Kloss is where... The uh, resistance was holed up in the Rise of Skywalker, and it's also, I believe, where Luke was training Leia in that flashback. Uh, and Le unless it's changed since last Wednesday, this planet that Mando goes to has not it's been still unnamed. identified. There, I saw some site running with this is Yavin 4. I'm it like, is uh -huh. not. No, I, I, I don't think so. Um, all right, so the, the next moment that was a bit of a reference... 
And hear me out on this, Nick. I don't, I don't know if you buy my line on this, but when Luke does the whole, you know, Grogu's fucking around, not paying attention, much like Luke used to be when he was being trained by Yoda, and Grogu's trying to lift a frog, right? He's trying to eat it because he's a little, you know, he gets the munchies. Luke, seeing this, then raises every frog out of the pond. So to me, I, I found that it was kind of a mere of Yoda trying to wow and impress and show Luke what he could do if he focused when he raised his X-Wing out of the swamp. This was Luke's way of showing a very, very tiny little organism. So you got to think scale here is a little different that look, look what I can do with the force if I focus. So I, I, I kind of like how I believe Luke was mirroring that lesson that Yoda did for him when a little guy raised a starship out of a swamp when Luke wasn't quite fully engaged in the training as, you know, Grogu clearly was not throughout. I mean, he's, he's got shit on his mind just like Luke did, but we'll get to that. Luke has become a fucking hypocrite with a capital H. And I think we need to dive into that a little bit later. All right. The next moment we get a line that Yoda fed to Luke, the whole size matters not. That was during their little, little walk where he was giving him force assist. I love that little, uh, uh, I, I, I'm guessing Dave was the one like, no, this, this is what we'll do when they're walking. Luke will just casually force assist him <laughs> uh, a few steps forward so they can kind of stay on the same that was fun. Uh, cadence. <laughs> yeah. You're like, look, little um, guy, I can't, I'm not going to walk that slow. <laughs> I appreciate that you have tiny legs, but guess what? You're going to have to. Yeah. He's like, come on, come on. I need to, I, I wish I could do that with my cats. I mean, hell, we, we all wish we had the force and could move shit. So that's a stupid example. All right. So up next, we, we get the whole, uh, we get order 66 through Groger, Grogu's perspective, which was a fucking treat. All right. A, a, just a visual treat, a narrative treat. And at this point, I think it's pretty clear that we are going to get some sort of payoff here. Yeah. Uh, if we're, if we're, if we're, if he's showing this in Grogu from his perspective in his prom, watching the 501 storm through the halls, blowing people away, it, we're, we're going to see who, who saved them. And, um, knowing that he was there for order 66, I think it eliminates a, a lot of options that we may have floated before. I mean, we can now effectively say the bad batch had no hand in rescuing Grogu because those motherfuckers were on a planet. Uh, watching Order 66 play out with, uh, what, Deepa Balaba and uh, Caleb Doom. The so, only way that that uh, could possibly happen if it, is if it was like a post-capture rescue. Like the, like the Empire already has him, and then they go in to try to rescue him. But even yeah, if yeah. that happened, then you would have to get back to the point to where he's like somehow in the hands of whoever had him before the fucking, like, you know, like he's in the hands of the, the the client before, like I don't know, like it, like you would have to take too many steps to get like he's rescued and then he's not rescued again and then fucking Din has to get him and you know, it, it gets yeah, a I have um to me I think we're gonna see him pulled out of Order sixty six like I, I think he's gonna get directly rescued as the temple is being raised by Lord Vader and his clones. Uh, I, like many people, and it's hard not to, but when, when you see the, the middle Jedi defending Grogu, it was hard not to draw a line to Nick Gallard's Sindralig. 
Now, he can't be sin. I, I know there's other sites that have tried to justify, like, well, you didn't really see Lord Vader kill him in that holotape. I'm like, what do you mean? He, like, fucking slashes him up and down. I, I, I really don't think this was sin. It would have been a nice touch. It would have been a nice through line, uh, connective tissue to Revenge of the Sith. Uh, but at this point, good luck figuring out who these Jedi are. I'm not that big of a nerd, all right? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, like, not going to look at look at the lightsaber hilts. And to me, they're just fucking random Jedi like all those assholes that sewed up to the Geonosian arena. Um, there was something in here that that made its way and I'll bring it up because I, I didn't really I didn't um, I didn't cover it in the breakdown, which, hey, I'd love for everyone to check out my breakdowns of the episodes, which usually come out a few hours after the episode airs on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Big thanks to the diehards, the discorders for getting out there and reminding people and sharing it on their personal socials. It actually worked. We added uh, a bunch of new subs and this particular breakdown, I think, tripled what the other ones were getting. So see, hey, look if, at you all that, that, if you all that love our content, tell other people that you love it and it's worth their time, sometimes they listen. We even got like some people that I wouldn't consider super fans saying like, hey, check this out. This guy isn't an asshole like everyone else just bitching and moaning. He actually brings up good points that isn't just whining nonstop. So yeah. appreciate everyone that did that. We need more of it. But anyways, Nick, uh, for the diehards out there that really analyze this Order 66 vision, they did find some imagery in this particular hallway that led them to think that there could be a tie to Barris Offy in this moment. And she could be the potential savior of Grogu, even though if we catch everyone up to what Barris Offy was doing at this point in time, she should be in fucking jail. Yeah. So while, while I'm not going to disagree that the symbol that showed up in this hallway could be related to her people, like her and Luminara, I forget what the... The, the M something, I forget, they're Mirians or Mirlins Mir- or some shit. Mir- Mirialian? Yeah, something like that. M-I-R-I-L-A-N, something like that. So while I agree the crest definitely has hints of the Jedi Order and their species of people, I find it hard to believe that in the Jedi Temple, they would be honoring a character like Barris, who turned on the Jedi, framed Ahsoka Tano, got herself thrown in jail. Also, she was like a kid. On- so like there yeah, would be no be reason to her honor in her. Particular. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's controversy there because I guess Wikipedia changed it from Barris Offie's crest to an unidentified crest and people were, were calling foul on that. Who knows? Either way, I, I hey, good good to the eagle eye people that found the 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 crest. Like no doubt, it definitely was tied to something that has been seen around Luminara and Bears before. But if you think about Bears' situation, it, it to me it's hard to make the tie that they would still be honoring her in the temple at this point in time, or that she would even be mixed up in this uh, scenario because she should be locked up. But I'm also going to say it would be interesting for a character like her to be the one that gets this little force user out. There's a lot of intrigue behind that. 
because uh, I don't think she was full Sith. She was just fully disillusioned with the Jedi Order. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. You're the ones that are making this war go down. You've ruined my life. I hate you. I want to go home. Yeah. I mean, so. what's really going to be interesting, and this is going to sound funny, is it's literally going to be the chain of custody of Grogu. Like, yeah. Like, he goes from this, like from being captured in the Jedi Temple, or maybe he doesn't get captured. Maybe. You know, like a Jedi runs up behind all these 501st people who just killed all the other Jedi and kills them all and then saves them and runs away. But like ultimately, like seeing, you know, where he went from in that scene, next, 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 then to then. Um, yeah, I mean, when, when we meet him, he's in a fucking garage of, a, of like a Nikto gang, right? Yeah. So, you know, how, how the hell does he end up there? I mean, you could also argue, like, I, I don't want to get too deep into this yet. We can save it for key moments. But you could argue the 501 gets him out at the behest of Emperor Palpatine. That's very possible. I mean, it, it, it's being developed in the Bad Batch, which was shortly after this moment, that he's getting already mixed up into some of the arcane shit with, you know, uh, cloning and locking up Nalase and that, you know, the, the, the Wayland Mountain. So... I, I mean, if he knew that we had a, a Yoda baby in there, there's there's a good chance he'd be like, you know what? Why snag that little fucker for me? I bet he's loaded with uh, force juice that I could use for experiments. So, uh, I mean, for all we know, that it ends with the five hundred one approaching him. You're like, oh shit, how's he going to get out of this? To hey, Lord Vader, we found the target. Yeah, and they just snag him and take him away, like Nick said. And then he eventually gets broken out of there by someone else. And ultimately, 30 years down the road, he ends up in someone's shed <laughs> in the Mandalorian and a robot find them. Yeah. So, yeah. His yeah. journey is definitely um, going to be an interesting one. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. But as you said, based on this episode it and the way the finale goes, we, we should have a clear direction of where the Mandoverse goes from here, because uh, I'll I'll be I'll admit it. I, I'm surprised Grogu was injected back and everything this quickly, but. I'm also not because look at look at what he generates. Look at the content he provides, the what ifs, the speculations, the ooh, the the ties to the prequel era. So he is a very potent character from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they they didn't like Nick the clones uh, knee pads were fucked up or something like that. Like their their knee pads weren't right. Fucking god! Like all these fucking I don't know. I'm not like I, it's, uh, who cares? I'm like, not I mean, a, I'm not a mean person, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> like I, I'm really like a, I'm a kind-hearted individual, so uh, yes. I am. I I am no longer. I'm not going to say anything about the people who notice like that. Or not right. even, like if you notice it, it's different. If you bring it up in like a disparaging context to show that like the people who make the show don't know what they're doing then you you should seek professional help. It is a fine line. Like some of them, I think, critique because they're honestly interested in the intricacies of, of armor and whatnot, and they point out examples. But some of it is like, I mean, well, just the nature of critiquing what the paid artists and Dave signed up. That, that's the thing that gets me. Like, you know, paid artists made smartest. Dave Filoni helped write this episode, directed it, and checked every last sign-off box. If he's okay with it, he's got enough grace with me for decades. I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's different if you're like, oh, hey, 
Uh, I noticed the knee pads are different. What led to that creative decision versus, oh, the knee pads are different. Look at these idiots. They don't know anything. Yeah, like, like there's a very different connotation to those two ways of viewing the same piece of content. So, right. It's just, and, and this is, I don't know if it's my, my Star Wars narcissism or me just being ignorant to how other people process Star Wars, but I never go into Star Wars with an angle to pick apart shit outside of like glaring narrative issues. Yeah. Like I think props brought up, you know, continuity. Sure. Continuity is something that I would critique because it affects story. Now, is it continuity in a, in a character's skin color? Who gives a shit? I'm talking about like continuity. Hey, Sindraleg somehow came back to life after getting slashed by Anakin and helped protect Grogu. I don't think that was him, but I understand why a lot of people thought, because I did. I mean, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, fuck, that's Gallard. But I'm like, that can't be because we see him get slashed up in the hollow recordings in Rots. Anyways, back to the breakdown. So one of the best lines, and really Ahsoka to me was a surprise. Uh, it was just like a cherry on top. I think we all had an idea that we were going to see Grogu and Luke based on how episode five went, and he pretty much left on a hard, I'm going to go check on the little guy before you can continue your war. So we knew it was coming. But having her pop up and then drop the line, I'm a friend of the family, just choice, felony shit right there. Like, that's why he is the guy, okay? Beautiful stuff, simple dialogue, probably took a second to write, but it was amazing. Perfect. All right. Next, we get, I think, for the first time in the Mandoverse, a mention of a Padawan. When Grogu, from the Mandalorian perspective, is talking about, uh, I'm sorry, Din, from the Mando perspective, is talking about Grogu as a foundling, but Ahsoka presents the opposite, like, well, is he not a Padawan now? So we got the old Padawan drop in the Mandoverse. Yeah. I love this one. I mean, again, there's a lot of mirrored moments in this episode to Luke's training in Empire. Uh, but you got to love that he still has his blue backpack and he has no <laughs> qualms throwing these little green things yeah. in there and take taking him for a run. Hell, even the trail run itself was very similar to what we saw Luke doing on Dagobah, yeah. complete with a front flip yeah. <laughs> with the dude on your back, exactly, you know, a yeah. little puppet on your back flopping around. But it was great, you know, climbing the trees, all that fun stuff. I mean, it was a... It, he was essentially putting Grogu through what Yoda put him through early on on Dagobah. It's like, this is Jedi 101. This is the stuff we have to do. We have to learn how to jump and shit like that yeah. first, I guess. Even though even though everything in the Jedi way is all about kind of your mind and, and how you interpret the outside world and objects and attachment. No, when you're becoming a Jedi, you got to learn how to jump and run first yeah. and balance. Build your physical skills so you can be ready in case a Sith shows up to chop your head off. So there you go. We got another Luke again, learning from uh, Grandmaster Yoda when, uh, you know, the little guy does that little eh, jump like the, eh, like, eh. I love it. It's like, I mean, he got like two centimeters off the ground and Luke, Luke gives him, and it's a little reverse of what Yoda says, but it's the same mantra. He says, don't try do so. 
very uh, similar to the lesson he got from Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. Beautiful stuff. Once again, Sir Dave. Then we got, hey, not only did we get looks at how Yoda trained Luke and now Luke's doing it to Grogu, but we also got a look at how Obi-Wan first trained Luke and now Luke's doing it to Grogu, complete with letting this poor little 50-year-old get zapped to kind of get him ready and focused to train with a training remote. And he got, I love, I mean, Dave's like, nah, fuck him up. He said, like, he shot him and he goes flying. Like, he's like, yeah, and he just jumped right off the ground. He was out of there. But hey, just like Luke did when he was wearing the blinders, it focused him and he figured it out after that. Yeah. So he was doing his his Yoda spins and gymnastics shortly after getting a little zap from a training remote. OK, so getting off of the, the, the Luke stuff back to Tatooine. Yes, yep. we, we did return to Tatooine, even though Boba was still doing his best episode five impression which is being in the background and saying nothing. So for all of you that, that love Boba from the OT era, you're getting your hero. <laughs> this peak peak Boba right now, these last two yeah, episodes. Th- this, this is the guy, like, that's the Boba you all have been trying to tell me is this big badass. That's who he was in the original trilogy, and now they've made him that in the Book of Boba. But anyways, when Din shows up at his new pad, uh, we can see a bunch of the skiffs that Jabba used to take out when he'd bring out the uh, sail barge for a little bit of partying uh, on the Dune Sea. So there's a bunch of skiffs in the garage there to check out. This could have been one of my favorite parts. And it's just like, again, I mean, whose idea was this John or was this Dave? Probably Dave. But as I said, my breakdown, you've got to love that these hillbilly ass Jawas (laughs) went to the crate dragon that they killed in season two and have strapped it to their crawler like a hood ornament. Yeah, it was. I just... (laughs) That's the little stuff that gets me excited about Star Wars. I mean, yeah, the Ahsoka, the Luke, the the training, that's all great. But it's it's moments like this. I'm like, yeah, that's why I love this fucking franchise. I mean, look at the they were even it's like they even knew it was Mando somehow, because they're they're almost like taunting him. He's like, they're like, eh. <laughs> they're probably like, hey, track that thing, find out where it yeah. lands. See where so it we lands. Can rob it. Yeah, yeah we, we we can we need uh, all the parts put we it gave up on them some back. cinder blocks and get this get those parts that we yeah. sold to that idiot. Yeah. So Dude. Hey, that's right. I mean, these probably were the Jedi that were out scavenging for him. Yeah, and remember, he paid them money. And Pally's like, "Don't do that. They'll, you know, they'll get spoiled." So, um, <laughs> Dude, but I, I don't know. I just the, it was a great visual. The amount of effort it probably took these Jawas to get this big ass fucking thing on top of their <laughs> sandcrawler is astronomical. There's right, no it's fantastic. how the fuck did they get that up there? That's insane. But yeah, it was hilarious. Like, I, love you, I, I mean, do you think they're just going to roll like that's their their hood ornament? Or do you oh, think they're going to try to hawk it to somebody as like a like a decoration for their front yard? I think if somebody offered them money, like if if like a rich Tatooine native or something like that came up to him and was like, I'll give you 50,000 credits for the for the crate dragon head, they would definitely sell it. But I don't know if they're if it's on the market per se. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Like th- this sand crawler, I'm surprised it's probably because the crate dragon skull is hard to replicate, but I'm surprised we didn't get any recreations with this in, in the toy photography that is, space. Yeah, it's, hard it's, to just, pull off it's just a, a funny visual, that sand crawler <laughs> with the little dudes on the top and that huge ass skull. But really the other point about this, Nick, it's, it's a very tiny detail that most fans are like, oh, whatever, that, that looked funny. But it, it's... Dave showing the connective tissue between the Mandalorian 
and Book of Boba Fett and reaffirming that, yeah, this is the same universe. It is shared. You're going to see stuff that happened in one series show up in other series. Even if it's just a casual uh, crate dragon skull on a sand crawler, or I don't know if people noticed, in Freetown's bar now, they, they brought in the motherfucking rib cage as like some Ikea furniture. <laughs> so it, it's, that's just, it's little throwaway stuff, but it's beautiful because it shows how everything is connected. What happens in one series, in one episode, may casually show up as set dressing in a whole other series. And I love that fucking shit. Love it. Um, yeah, so we got that. The Like I said, the deputy actor, that's J.J. Dashnall, who is the stunt coordinator. So there you go. There's a, a cameo, I guess. Uh, Most Pelgos has been rebranded as Freetown, which is a nod to the Aftermath no- novels as the city did flop back and forth between names there, too. So there's another little nod. And I guess what's his name? Your buddy, is it Chuck Wendig? Is he the writer of the Aftermath series? Yeah, yeah. That sound right? He he was. I don't, well, I know that Star Wars fired him for something. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he did write the initial. Well, apparently he's out on socials kind of complaining that he doesn't get any credit for the creation of Cobb Vanth, which, you know, I guess it would depend on his, whatever deal he signed with Lucasfilm, but uh, you, I guess you could say, unless someone gave him the note that he is the creator of the character and he has not been mentioned in this series yet for, um, I mean, the character. Yeah. But I think everything falls under like, it's under you know Lucas, say, hey, Lucas, right? Yeah. That, that's what right. I mean. Like they kind of use that as like, uh, that based on stories from George Lucas. I think that that's like the catch all. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get individual, like what are they? So what? Like, in in every episode that he's in, it's supposed to have a specific title card that says Cobb Vance created by <laughs> Chuck Wendig. Like, I don't understand. Like, you signed. A, I, I think that's what he wants. You signed yeah. a contract with Lucasfilm Publishing or whatever it's called at the time. So, like, whatever you wrote is under the ownership of the Lucasfilm Publishing Group. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, mean, I don't know. It's what's like, supposed to happen? I, <laughs> Like, I get it. I mean, I would probably be like Chuck, too, because, I mean, you know, he probably wrote the books. I think they had a little bit of success, but their books, people forgot about them at this point. Yeah. Also, now you got, got fired, Mandoverse dude. shows up. Like, <laughs> Mandoverse shows up, and they're like, yeah, Cobb Vanth is fucking pretty cool. And he's like, hey, I made him. Why didn't you guys pay attention to me when I made him? It's like, well, because we had to read. Yeah, it's like That's people, why, people the people who read your books knew who he was, and the people who didn't, didn't. So, like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> like... Sorry. Yeah, I, I I don't know about you, but I Cobb Vanth is slowly becoming a favorite, like scoundrel type of character for me. I, I do like um, him. Yeah, I think Timothy Oliphant was the perfect person to play him. He's per- he really is. Like that that opening scene. I mean, that's like full on uh, Oliphant like, from yeah, Deadwood or whatever he was in. Yeah, no, it, it was. Um, I guess the only uh, here I go nitpicking. But it seems like they give him too much fabric for his frame, right? He's he, he's a tall, skinny guy. Yeah. It's like you can maybe cut down on the neck scarf a bit, so he doesn't look like he's swimming in his but in his clothes. Clothes but. are pretty loose, definitely. That's one thing I noticed. But I also know, like, I also think I'd have to go back and watch his initial uh, episode. But it looks like he lost a lot of weight, and that just may be like maybe Timothy Oliphant just lost a lot of weight. And, you know, yeah, he probably had another role or was doing something. Yeah, but so. either way, he's great. He's fantastic, and we'll get into it in the key moments. But he's uh, definitely coming back. 
props. I, I just clarified. Here I go, uh, nitpicking. But did did I come in? Go to my go to my breakdown or anything you've heard from me. Did it start with Cobb Vance looks fucking stupid? Cad Bane looks fucking stupid. There's a difference between educated discourse and nitpicking and just being a jerk off. All right, thank you. That's what I was saying earlier. How you present your your opinions, or it's how you present your your findings that that puts you in a position of whether you're uh, a keen-eyed fan or you're a a little. Dickhead. Just, just angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, just fucking angry about something. And, and that's what I, I still draw it all back. There, these people that you know get so upset at Star Wars, they've got something going on in their lives. So we should all follow Nick's mantra and just be a nice person. Just hey, let them let them get angry because trust me, that that ire is not all from Cad Bane not being the right shade of blue. Like they, they've got some fucking issues with themselves, with their family, something. I mean, I am an angry person. I wake up pissed off. I'm, I, 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 you know, it's, there's an imbalance up there in the head. The chemicals aren't right. I probably should be on Lexapro. All right. And the other thing, when it comes to the Star Wars time show, you all know my narcissism. Whatever I say on this show is gospel. It's right. It's correct. So how dare you question me? Okay. So the big one here, the big reference cameo egg whatever you want to call it cad motherfucking bane all right shitty skin color flat nose small hat doesn't matter he's here he's in live action and yes back in june on the star wars time show with our friend one six shooter myself my co-host nick and trevor laid down the speculation based on a Bad Batch episode that we could one day see live-action Cad Bane in the Book of Boba Fett. The only thing I fucked up, as I said, it would be in a flashback. So there you go. Another speculation win for the SWTS. It was a three-man effort. And yes, I did spend time on Friday to look through our archive, find the clip, record it on my phone like an asshole from the computer screen, and upload it to the socials just to let everyone know like hey look we know our stuff too hey we're getting attacked we're getting attacked yeah go tones go go tones go look at that these goddamn commies coming into the live stream tone swooping in with his blue wrench lightsaber he's like zing 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 we're moving him that the hero that, that we need <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right tones uh, but yeah, I mean, this was great. It, it, you gotta love that they brought Corey Corey Burton back to do the voice. Uh, I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, it was vintage Cad Bane. That's how the dude rolls. He is a man of mystery. He's got the duster, the hat, just rolls out of the horizon. Right after Din leaves, by the way. Do you, do you think like he was waiting for that on purpose? Yeah, he's like, maybe I can I can take this guy. Don't know if I can take yeah. this guy. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, because he, he even... It is, it's interesting because based on what Cobb, or I'm sorry, what Cad says to Cobb, he at least knew at one point in time that Cobb Vanth was rolling around in Beskar armor because he's like, you should have kept your armor. Yeah. So that that's interesting too. Like, I don't know. Do we get more of what Cad's been up to in the Mandoverse moving forward? I hope so. 
there's a chance this could be a, a two-episode affair for him, too, depending on how they choose to do things next week. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that during the key moments breakdown because there, there's a lot of key moment shit to um, really kind of dissect from this episode. That, that is, as Nick said at the beginning of the show, will reshape or at least give us a clear direction as to where the Mandoverse is going after tomorrow's drop. Uh, but there he is. Light blue skin and smashed nose and all, but still looking great. He's got those fucked up teeth. Um, but he, he he's intimidating. You could see Cobb was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, Cobb, it, he still had a little bit of his built-in arrogance when he was talking to him, but he was scared yeah. when he saw that dude on the horizon. And, you know, when especially when he saw him flip his coat back and say, you should have kept your armor because uh, he knew it was what was about to go dude, down. That, and then it, he had that such that a jittery idiot yeah. <laughs> up there. Like, like dude, I just mean, that, go the away. deputy the whole time's like shaking and twitching is like, <laughs> I'm surprised Cad let him go that long before he, he, uh, I would have shot him with his blast. I would have been like, I kill him. Yeah. Let's just hold on. Cobb, here. Nick, Nick just turns around and goes, shut the fuck up. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, it, the scene was perfect. The The scene was perfect. And I mean, like, if you're going to let like a, like a fucking hexadecimal code color, like bother you that much, then God, it must suck to be you. Um, but yeah, yeah. man, like so I, I was, good. I was watching that scene and I was like, dude, this is like, this is the perfect way to introduce, uh, Cad Bane into live action Mandoverse. Yeah, you knew something fucked up was happening, right? Oh yeah, I mean because as soon like, as like you the, see the, the horizon, the, the, they yeah they no well they focus on the wind chimes first. Like you could like Cobb had a feeling as soon as Mando pulls away and and he's telling the people that yeah let, hey go round the people up because we're pretty much gonna have to go to war because by the way they are running spice through here and I just shot up a few guys so we're fucked either way we gotta fight <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but once he sends that guy in the weak way, he looks up at the uh, at a wind chime and it's like slowly going like you're getting that, that you know, the Western type of cinema at that point. And then it, it pans to the horizon and fans, at least fans that have, you know, gone through the Clone Wars and Bad Batch. As soon as you see the figure, you're like, oh, Here shit, Here he is. they did it. They did it. Thank you. And then he shows up and just like Cat always does. He always talks with his head tilted first to keep his, you know, full face out of view. And then he lifts up and you see those eyes and you're like, he didn't even have to tell his name. We all knew it. Cobb probably knew it through legend. And that's why he knew he was fucked. Yeah. So beautiful stuff there. And then just to round out the references and eggs and cameos, uh, we learned that Luke snagged one of Yoda's lightsabers and kept it. Yeah. And this is another one, people. Listen, Yoda died at 900 years of age. Yes, I know he lost a lightsaber in the Senate room in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, I know in the comics that, you know, he had Masamita making a, a spectacle of it. But you can't tell me that Yoda in his centuries of life didn't forge another lightsaber or two. Yeah. All right. So it's okay. Also, this type like of stuff can happen. If it was a lot, I mean, like it could have been found like the Skywalker family blade was found. Why can't? Yoda's lightsaber be found. I mean, just because he literally just drops it inside of a building doesn't mean it's gone forever. So, well, the, the, the point that, that they were making in the comics, Nick Masamita recovers the lightsaber from the Senate room and like throws it in a fire to make like a point. Like, uh, I don't like, even know if we like, got Yoda. Would we, that even we do anything lightsaber. to a lightsaber? 
like throwing it in a fire. It literally has a plasma blade coming out of it. A fire is not going to do shit to it. I don't know. Maybe it'd melt the metal away and the crystal would still be there, but the hilt might take it, take a hit. It's not best car after all, (laughs) Nick, right? It's not, it's not heavy. It's not a, oh, but for all you people that were upset at Nick and Nick, you actually got some randoms on YouTube. Like who, who the fuck podcast is this? If you don't know why the dark saber is heavy, dude, I was like, chill the fuck out. Um, but I, I sent Nick the uh, yeah. a, a refresher on Kanan's lesson. Yeah, on it's why the, the weak-minded the, little bitches are think it's heavy, <laughs> just like weak-minded little bitches think everything is heavy. Like that's it. It's mental. It's a mental thing. <laughs> it's not heavy. Yeah. Your mind is heavy. <laughs> the physical blade itself is not heavy. You're literally holding way. it in your hand like this when the blade's not lit, so it's not heavy. You're a weak-minded yeah, little Kay- person. Yeah, and Kanan's point was, like, listen, the, the, the Darksaber, all your energy runs through it. So like Nick is saying, if, you're, if your mental energy's fucked up, it's going to weigh you down. All right. Um, but yeah, it, there, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, Yoda had an additional lightsaber. And now Luke had it after he clearly raided his hovel after he died. He's like, hey, fuck it. This guy disappeared. Let me see if I can steal some shit <laughs> yeah. and throw it in my box. <laughs> Waste uh, not, yeah, he, not. So he, he robbed Yoda's dead ass at the end of Return of the Jedi. Maybe. You heard it here first. All right. Let's get into the, uh, the breakdown. I, I got to figure out what the hell happened to the grid system. It, I feel like I updated something and it completely broke the site, but who cares? All right, so the key moments, lots of good stuff, and then I also have uh, some notes if we don't touch on these things for the end, but we continue. So the key moments, we go over moments that might have just been great to see, but usually probably have an impact on the immediate story and beyond or getting uh, like some, uh, some of the past fleshed out. So we, we kind of talked about this. We, we are seeing these androids constructing Luke's Jedi Academy yep. that we ultimately see uh, get raised in the sequel trilogy. And it, it does appear that they are constructing the main temple, the one that you can see on a slight hill when Luke's down in the rabble or the rubble after, you know, Ben sucks the shed down on top of him. Um, so neat stuff, right? I mean, it, this, this is world building, my friends. This is what it looks like. You, you might get a look at something in the future. Now you're getting to see where it came from. I am a fan of that type of stuff. I dig it. So it, it's, it's nice symbolism. And again, a, a through line connections to the sequel trilogy in old man, angry Luke. Um, you know, the whole Grogu and, and his frog thing, that was a nice callback to the character. We know he's obsessed with eating and, and frogs in general. And then Luke's force walk, that stuff was all neat. Nothing really too deep to go into there. But back to the Jedi Temple. And something I want to prose to the live streamers here and to my friend Nick. Did anyone else find it interesting that when Master Luke said... Grogu, do you want me to help you remember your home? His memory takes him right to the Jedi Temple. Is that intriguing to anyone else and what that could imply? No. No? I mean, it's... I mean, think about it. He's probably 20 years old during the prequels. And he's asked to remember his home. 
He goes back to the temple. Are we just saying he was so young that he only remembers the temple as his home? Or was the temple his home? I mean, I, th- I think it's very possible that like memory formation, just like in humans, would be the same for that species. Where like, like if you were born in like, just a, like a human example, like if you were born in Pittsburgh, but you only lived there until you were one. And then you moved to wherever you moved to New Orleans. Somebody asks you where your home is. You're going to say New Orleans, not Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything here, but I, to me, I think there could be something behind that. I mean, they're very well. As in, you may, you may ultimately find Mr. No attachments, nothing might've had himself a kid. Yeah, could be. I'm talking about the, the man himself. Like, unless Dave and John plan to eventually name Yoda species and give them a home world, the fact that he's like, hey, uh, tell me about your home. He goes to the temple. The, the only other species we've known of Grogu's are Jedi's in that temple. Could that imply... Now, this, this is me just throwing fucking darts, people. Could that imply that is indeed his home? He was born there and kept a secret because... Hey, you, you can't be the grandmaster telling everyone else not to have attachments and you're, you're shitting out little force powered kids yourself. So I mean, that's I'm not possible. saying that may be it. I just thought it was interesting uh, that like, Hey, uh, take me to your home. And, and I know, yes, Jedi would, would try to take uh, prospective force users young, uh, but I, I, I can't remember them taking them as like newborn babies. I, it was usually they were, you know, what, two-ish, three-ish. I think that's what Ahsoka was, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, so on and so forth. Um, I don't know. I just like, like it could be nothing, but I just, I, I wrote that down on my, my notes when I was going through it. So I wanted to throw it out there. It seems everyone else thinks I'm an asswipe. So I'll take that as a. Um, I mean, you're more than likely are. right, honestly, because it's the easiest way to explain away his existence. Um, but like my first because thought I, was not like, this is where yeah. you were created. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, unless they do have plans to finally, I mean, George himself didn't give Yoda a species or a home world. It, it's like this big mystery. So do they want to keep that going? And it's also like, you would imagine sh- that if, if there was like a Yoda home world that like, Yoda himself would be farming that shit out for potential Jedis like all the time. Like yeah. he would know like they, a, they, they, they live for almost a century and, and they I seem mean, to almost have a, a millennium. Proclivity. Yeah. 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 To, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. A thousand yeah, years. Thousand, live a multiple thousand. centuries. Uh, I don't know. I, I let's not put too much weight on it, but think about it. It, it was, it was interesting. Plus, you know, the, when he was having that vision, we got the same presentation that we got during Anakin's vision. Did you notice that? Like the kind of like the brown and green haze around uh, the edges, uh, Grogu seeing things. So I, I don't know. I, I it's possible ha, that, that it just stood out to me. Hey, take me to your home. And, and we go right to the motherfucking Jedi temple. And I, I, I get it. Like, listen, I, I, and this is just something I'm creating here for my own head, but I think we can equate, a decade in Grogu's time to about a like he like a ten year old Grogu is about a one year old humanoid. A twenty year old Grogu might be like a two year old. 
Yeah. You know, he's 50, so he's about five. He doesn't quite know how to, he knows how to talk, just not verbally. He, he clearly can communicate through the force, through his mind, but he doesn't like speaking outside of coups and cars. Yeah. That kind of tracks. So, who knows? Who knows? Interesting stuff. Again, this is why this stuff is fun. Not to sit there and worry about the color of certain aliens. This is the stuff I like to dig into. All right. So poor Din. And, and this is a key moment. It, 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 it reflects on this character. That's the wrong way to say it. It reflects on Din's character. I mean, this guy, even after being expelled from the Creed, he's no longer a Mandalorian. But loyalty and solidarity are two key tent poles in his character, his being, who he wants to be. You could, you could see through that fucking mask how much it was killing him to not be able to just run up there and see his little buddy. Yeah. But through some reasoning through Ahsoka and thinking and kind of putting his desires to the back burner, like parents have to do a lot of the time, he comes to the realization, like, you know what? She's probably right. I came all this way. My head's all fucked up because of this little guy. But she kind of has a point. And he's also, again, I mean, I think that's a bit of his warrior culture, too. Like, I, you know, I don't want to mess with the process. Like, these Jedi, they supposedly know what they're doing, even though clearly Luke's already being an asswipe with the way he wants to train Grogu with the choice. But Mando clearly respects them, and he, he's finally got He's like, all right, fuck it. Can you at least give him the gift? Uh, and Tones is right. Din showed more restraint than Luke fucking Skywalker has shown up until this point in time. Luke has always done what he wanted to do. Not what, not what was the best for the Jedi Order or prolonging the Jedi Order or his training. Luke would do what he wanted to do. Not what was best for the moment. What he wanted to do. He wanted to go save his friends and all he did was get them fucked up. Right? He wanted to do that. Din, on the other hand, was like, you know what? Fuck what I want to do. I'm going to do what's best for this little dude. So that's huge. It just it goes to show how much he cares about Grogu and why Grogu's probably going to make the choice we all think he's going to make. Um, yeah, and, and the goodbye, like I said, Nick, I don't know, maybe one day if you spit out some little humans yourself, it, it might tug on the heartstrings a little bit, but that, that was just rough. Like, Din making that choice, seeing him fly away, and then the little guy reaching out like, no, I know, I'm pretty sure I know who's in that motherfucking ship. Mm -hmm. I can feel him. You know he can sense when Din is around. Come on. Um, beautiful moments there. Another moment that, that was interesting and, and I said this earlier, but when Luke's talking to Ahsoka and she's like, hey, you're doing good with him. And he's like, you know what? I actually think he's remembering more than I'm actually teaching him. So is this a case of when Grogu was taken? Did someone help mind wipe him or help him suppress his abilities? Or is this something like we've seen Luke do himself? Something Grogu either subconsciously out of fear of being killed, kind of blocked his, his force powers and his previous training? 
Or is he maybe kind of coming out of a haze after working with a Jedi again and remembering like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard these lessons before. This is why I can do my, my Yoda gymnastics after one laser bolt. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I, I kind of track with that one. That is, you know, it, I mean, it has been a long time and it, essentially he has been, I mean, we don't, we don't know what the 30 years, the, the lost 30 years were for him. You know, he could have, I mean, very well been, you know, we, we know he was experimented on. We know that they probably uh, were subjecting him to a lot of different tests and experimentation and stuff like that. Probably had his, uh, you know, his power suppressed because of everything that they were doing to him. And then now he's finally exposed to somebody else who uses the force and that can like reignite that, uh, yeah, that in him. It, I guess it's more equivalent to the, the riding your bike, you know, riding a bike expression versus what Luke did where he purposely cut himself off, cut his connection to the force. Yeah. It is. It's almost like Grogu got force amnesia. Like it, the shit was so traumatic that he went through from order 66 up until Din sort of rescuing him and then really rescuing him that he, he just is like, like I said, subconsciously his system just blocked it all out. Like, like a lot of kids will do with trauma. I mean, you know, kids that go through horrific shit, like being, you know, raped by family members or, you know, diddled by uncles. The brain is built in a way to fucking block that shit out. So you don't completely ruin yourself as a little person. And that could be something similar that we're dealing with here. And it is, it's like, oh, I've done this before. I know how to jump. I know how to reach out. I know how to lift stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it, was, it was an interesting line. Like, cause you gotta, I mean, he was 20 ish at the time of the prequels. Who knows how long he was at the temple? Yeah. I mean, he, he could have had 10 years of, of training up until that point. Um, so like I said, there's just little things that maybe we shouldn't sleep on here. All right. So, Let's be real. Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker together, they didn't have to say lines, and this is, a, this is already a, an iconic Star Wars moment. Uh, for fans of the, of the animated wing of Star Wars, probably much more so than fans of just the Mandoverse. I mean, we, we watched Ahsoka as a character from, you know, a little snips in the Clone Wars movie all the way to an unaligned Force user by the end of the Clone Wars who um, captured Maul on her own, almost had him, lost him, Order Six, survived Order 66 on a fucking star cruiser full of clones. I mean, she just has such a rich Star Wars history that is also directly tied to the Skywalker family. So seeing these two together, who cares about the lines they said to each other just in this episode? What I was thinking about, like, all right, these two have met before. What the fuck have they talked about? What stories has she told Luke about his dad? Yeah. What, 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 how did Luke explain the redemption of Anakin to Ahsoka? Those are the conversations as a fan. I was just sitting there like with a big dopey smile on my face. Like, can you imagine what these two have said before? Cause this clearly wasn't their first meeting. No, no. It seems like she may have been there. For a little bit. At yeah, least. She, she was hanging out because, yeah. I mean, he, he says another and this was kind of a nod to his father in The Phantom Menace. Will I ever see you again? 
And she's like, hey, you never know. And we we know because she's getting her own series, which means she's going to be, you know, her her series is going to be kicking up other narrative tent poles for the Mandoverse that may play out in Mandalorian itself or if Book of Boba continues beyond season one. So it, it was just, like I said, it wasn't so much what they were saying in these scenes together. I mean, yeah, you're so much like your father, wonderful stuff. Um, but it was, it was just thinking as a fan, like what have these two discussed together? Because it's some heavy shit. If you think about it. Yeah. There's a lot I to mean, talk Aunt, about. Ahsoka knew his father at his best and his ultimate worst. Luke only has only known his dad at his worst in a quick redemption moment. So Ahsoka is his historian. She is his de facto older sister, as I said in my breakdown. And it was just as a fan, it was, it was, it was awesome to sit there and speculate on, man, what did these two talk about? Yeah. Did they talk about uh, Luke's mom? What she was like during the prequel era? I mean, Luke, 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 at least in the movies, he doesn't know shit about Padme. Nothing. You know, was that discussed? Is she the one in his ear with all this attachment shit that we know based on how he acts in The Last Jedi that he ultimately realizes like all that shit that the prequel era Jedis were doing was stupid and that's why they failed. I mean, I, I just, we, we finished our rewatch of Skywalker Saga this weekend so we did the sequels and the, the line in TLJ, Luke literally says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he says the Jedi's hypocrisy and hubris is what took him out. And yet, what is this fucker doing at the end of the episode? The same shit that led to the downfall of the Jedi and his father turning into Darth Vader. So it's like, is, is Ahsoka the one in his ear? Because she's the one that has this hang-up on attachments because of the tra- trauma she suffered under uh, watching what happened to Anakin with attachments. Well, I think that like what he's trying to do with this is like, hey... If you want to keep this attachment, go ahead and get on out. Like, so he's giving him the option. Like, I don't think that he's being very hypocritical with offering him. Uh, Yeah, but Nick, what did he do in Empire Strikes Back when Yoda said, don't leave? Or if you leave, you're not going to fucking finish your training. Luke, Luke made the decision. Yeah, but I mean, then Yoda but Yoda, essentially Yoda gave him the was, same choice. Yoda was the hypocritical the one, though, because Yoda continued to train him even though he left. What Yoda should have done was... Well, not really. He really didn't. You're fucked. I mean, (laughs) he really didn't because when Luke comes back in Jedi, he's like, I'm back for my training and Yoda's dying. Yeah, well, he's dead, but he was going to train He's like, you don't need any more training. Fuck it, I'm dead. Yeah, so... dick. But no, I, I, I think Luke's being a hypocrite because he... He knew from his master that if he made the choice, the selfish choice to go help his friends that he was putting the future of the Jedi in peril. I'd, that was laid out by Yoda and Obi-Wan. When Obi-Wan's, when they're leaving, watching him go away, he's like, oh shit, did we fuck up going after this one? And that's when Yoda's like, well, there's always another. <laughs> if we lose this shithead because he is making the selfish choice to go be with his friends based on a vision he thought he saw, uh, it's just odd that now Luke, when his potential pupil wants to see his friend, he gives him a clear ultimatum. Like you leave, you're done. Period. I don't think so that's hypocritical. That, that's where I'm, I, I, I disagree on that, but we'll continue on. All right. Well, yeah, no, we're going to keep talking about his hypocrisy once we get to the, the choice here. 
but yeah, I mean, this, the scene with them is fantastic. Uh, I'm not so sure why she dropped the so much like your father line after Luke questions if Grogu's heart is in it. Like, was she saying that in response to what Luke was saying about Grogu? Or like Luke not having faith in his pupil? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like that. I, yeah, I, that one doesn't really track all that well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Tones, tones kind of had the same confusion. I was, I was the same way. I'm like, why is this Dave just sliding that line in because he knows fans are going to get a hard on over it? Because it, to me, it did not directly match what Luke just said. I mean, Luke's pretty much like, hey, look at this shithead. I don't know if his heart's in it. And she's like, oh, you're so much like your father. I don't remember Anakin ever like questioning Ahsoka's being, loyalty. Yeah, like being wishy washy or, or not having hearts in anything. So, um, who knows? Uh, what else we got here? Oh, Mando relying on old contacts. I think that's huge. And this also plays into what I've been trying to tell everyone shared universes can be excellent if done correctly. And so far, I think things are being done uh, perfectly, in my opinion. Uh, but the fact that Mando, after he arrives at the palace, and you know Boba nods a few times, <laughs> and you know they're in a, they're in a quandary. Like, listen, we've got Kersantan and Din. We, we can pretty much intimidate anyone now, but we still need some cannon fodder. We need some ground troops, some foot soldiers. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go hit up a, a contact I know. Doesn't really owe me a favor, but I've, I've met this guy. We've established a relationship. We've gone to war together. I think I can rely on him. So uh, that stuff's fantastic, and you should expect to see more of it across all of these shows, especially once some of the other shows get stood up, like Ahsoka. Uh, but to me, that is not only character building, but world building, and I'm all about it. All right, so... Cad Bane, do we think he kills Cobb? No. I'm in no. a definite no. That's a definite yeah. no. It's a, it was a shoulder shot and the fact that they were giving him medical attention and not going like, oh. Yeah, you didn't see oh, anybody run Marshall. over to the guy who got th shot three times because they were pretty sure he's dead. But uh, yeah. Cobb's still alive. Yeah, no, they, they made a point to like, Cad definitely killed someone today, Yeah, but it was not Cobb Vanth. But um, the deputy is dead as fuck. I mean, that guy, I, I don't think I've ever seen a Star Wars character go that ham on a dude in a duel. But Cad was like, you know what? I'm getting sick of you and all your twitching over here. So bang, there's Cobb and like if that thing had a clip, he unloaded the whole fucking thing yeah. into the deputy. So that was like, I thought that was fun, but that, that's, that's Cad Bane for you. And, um, I think this was in the, in the chat earlier. Someone asked if the deputy wasn't there, does Cobb have a chance at taking out Cad in the duel? And I'm still going to say no. Yeah. Um, I, I, Cad Bane is probably the best gunslinger, at least from a, a duel standpoint in the galaxy. He only has one equal, and that's Boba Fett. So, I do think, especially because Cad goes out of his way to talk shit about Boba Fett, to kind of remind everyone that these two got beef. All right, Cad's much older, by the way, but 
based on the deleted Clone Wars scene, we know at some point in time these two have a falling out on a mission, and they decide to duel, and they're essentially equal. The only reason one lives and the other one dies is because one was wearing a Beskar helmet, but they both hit each other in the head. Now, based on the Bad Batch and some of our own speculation just kind of filling in the gaps, it appears that that duel may have happened after all. And hopefully we do get to see live action Cad without his hat on to see his metal replacement in his head. But with like uh, Cad saying, Boba Fett is a scumbag. He's a cold blooded killer that only works for the Empire. He clearly still has a chip on his shoulder about a, a former rival at times, maybe protege in Boba Fett. So I think it's inevitable that there's a showdown between these two now in live action, and I'm talking Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Now, is that going to happen tomorrow, this week, depending on when you're listening to uh, this episode of the SWTS, which is clocking in at 199? Um, I think so in some capacity. Now, Nick, do you think there's a chance that they bring him back just to die and play out the duel on screen. Or if we do get a duel, it's similar to what happened the first time and they both get a shot off, but it's not a kill shot. I hope that they don't duel at all. And I hope that they take this and they roll this into the next season because you have now set up an awesome showdown between not, not between like two rivals between two different, like between the syndicate and the family that Boba Fett has now built. So if you blow that all in one episode, then you're really kind of wasting the content. Like you could have this last, you know, part of season two or have this conflict between the family that Boba Fett is still building because it's, it still hasn't happened yet. Like he hasn't built the family and the syndicate with the Pikes and Cad Bane should be the whole through line for another season. Like if they end that in one episode, that's pretty fucking shitty, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I, there, there's no way there's too much to unpack. I mean, I, I don't want to get to predictions yet, but unless this stuff, unless they're going to, you know, we get some, Hey, You'll the book of Boba Fett will return in the book of Boba Fett season two. Uh, there's no way all this shit gets wrapped up. Yeah, tomorrow. no, like that. That's that's and, my main issue. Is like you don't have enough and I time know, like, to do it. Uh, all of us would love to get a, a super long episode, but th- there's no way. I, I I just have a feeling that, that at best we're gonna get one a, a 52 minute or tomorrow. I, I really don't think we're gonna get anything above and beyond at least from a, a a time length that they've already presented in mandalorian season one and two and the book of boba fett itself uh I, I like i said i think we'll be lucky to get into a 50 plus minute episode but nothing over an hour he's no too way. cad bane's too important of a character to literally have him in i mean what was he in three minutes of this episode if that and then right and then blast him the next one like I, I like if they do that, then they've used him poorly, and you know maybe they do, and then well, yeah, we end up I, I mean, saying like, uh, "Oh, it was cool to see him anyway." But I think that the well, best. That, use that's of why him I said. I mean, it, it, is it the duel, and we finally get it, or do they fight somehow? Yet they both live to fight another day, and and I think you're right. I mean, 
uh, you've got this capital, this fan capital in Cad Bane, so why piss it all away in in an episode in in a in an eighth? Yeah, essentially. I mean, I mean he, he was he was in for a tiny little bit. Yeah, I think. It, uh, but it, it, I, I do think there will be some nod to their beef, to their ability of gunslingers and the duel that happened. We think at this point off screen in the Clone Wars. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, acknowledging that would be cool. Okay. And then kind of wrapping up the, some of the key moments here before we speculate on the next one on the finale. But how about this? How about we, I think we all should, I know we didn't see her body, so we can't make firm conclusions yet. Uh, but unless she is like a biotic from Mass Effect and can throw up a barrier around her, I don't know how our lady love, a new sex symbol of Star Wars, I'm talking about Garza Fwip, I don't know how she survives that Camtono IED. Yeah. Because, I mean, the droid was literally, I don't know, what, five to ten yards behind her holding it up. I think she got smoked. But. Yeah, yeah, sadly, I th- I think she is. Um, she's she's toast. Yeah, but she, uh, you know, so she played the role that she needed to, and I think that that um, that attack specifically on that casino on that person is going to be enough to spur Boba Fett to be like, all right, war time, war time, let's go. I think that was the, the the purpose of that, and I think it did a good job of accomplishing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was that was. Hundred percent. All right, we've been talking about the motherfucking war. Now here it is. Does he and take her Pikes. exploded body to the chop shop and have it put back together? Yeah, like there you go. Let's mod her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mod Garza. I mean, I just, I, I have. There's no way she made it. It, it just, I mean, that thing like the fireball shot out the doors yeah. or people blowing out the doors. Uh, I think some people said that Max Rebo was not spotted, so he may survive this explosion too. That'll be uh, two survived massive explosions if yeah. he does. But uh, you know, we can't we can't one hundred percent say she's yeah. gone because there you know there's no body parts or you know we didn't see any uh, flesh colored. Uh, yeah, you didn't see a Leku fly or, out a window or anything like that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess there's always a chance, but I'm pretty sure Garza, we speak your Ghost. name. Rest Ghost. in peace. Okay, everyone, take take a few seconds. Okay. All right, I don't like that much dead <laughs> air on the podcast, but I just wanted to give her a little bit of a moment here. All right, so back to the choice and why I think it's a, it's a bit uh, of a foul on Luke's part. Uh, especially knowing the Luke he ultimately grows into by the sequel trilogy. Someone that realized after all that trying to model himself and his Academy off of the Jedi order as it was in the prequel era probably was a bad idea. Uh, Yet we see him immediately getting hung up on attachment, putting a choice to Grogu that seemed, as I argue, kind of hypocritical to the choices he made as a Padawan himself. Uh, I mean, back in Empire, like I said, Yoda was very stern on do not leave. You can't always believe in those visions. If you leave, you could get killed. You're not ready to face him. 
I, you know, I, I don't, he doesn't specifically say I'm never going to train you again. Like, like the choice wasn't as black and white as Luke gives Grogu, but it was made pretty clear. Like Luke choosing attachment over his training could have blown up Yoda's and Obi-Wan's long game plan, which was to hopefully get these fucking Skywalker kids ready to kill their dad. Uh, so I just, I, I find it odd that only a few years later, you now have Luke trying to start an academy, a new school of Jedi, having this black and white choice over attachment to Grogu. It, it just, yeah, but it, it's like he learned nothing about his own training. I mean, Luke, but that's the, and th- that's why people hated Luke and TLJ because he, he was not the Luke that would go after his attachments. He, he, he decided to close them off because he felt it was better for the galaxy not to be well, yeah, on but the map. Also, uh, you can't apply TLJ Luke philosophy to this Luke because the reason that TLJ Luke has that philosophy is because of everything that he went through in this time period, not the, sequ- not the original trilogy. Like He got there because of his failure with the Academy. So like... You can't take old Luke's logic and apply it to this Luke because that's not his mindset right now. Second, the the Yoda didn't really present him with a choice. Luke says, "My friends are in trouble. I'm leaving." And Luke and Yoda says, "If you leave, then I'm not going to train you anymore." So it wasn't Yoda saying like, "Hey, do you want to leave or do you want to stay? I'll let you choose either one." Luke said, "I'm going." Yoda said, "If you go, I'm done with you. And Luke left. And then also the situation is completely different. Like there is no imminent threat to anybody that Grogu cares about right now. Like Grogu saw this guy come back. He's like, I miss my dad. I want to, you know, like brought up emotions. And then that's where Luke could see like, okay, you're still attached to this guy. And then that's why he offers him the choice. Can you get over your attachment? If you can't, Take this little chain shirt and go. If you if you can get over it, you can stay and be trained. So like it's like to me, it's not even a close like, yeah, like him having the option, like him choosing to stay or go is the same. But like everything around it makes it a completely different situation. All right. I'm not going to argue semantics on that. The point is, Luke is already fucking up. Oh, yeah. That's why he gets to the point to where he is in TLJ. Yeah. So this fits along perfectly with the story that they told in the sequel trilogy. Like, he makes the same mistakes and he realizes it and then he puts himself in isolation. Yeah, it just, I I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised this early on, after he himself believed in attachment, saved the fucking galaxy over his belief in attachment, right? I mean, let's be real. His attachment to his father is the only reason he was able to redeem him in the end. Yeah, he tapped into the dark side a little bit to, to kind of get the, the power edge on him and beat his old man down, but it was Luke's attachment to his father that ultimately led to yeah, him but- at least as we thought, saving I mean, the you galaxy. Can, yeah, but you can do something and be successful, but also know that, like, that probably wasn't the best decision to make. Like, if you are driving... Yeah, well, with, If with, you're driving your car and you're on a two-lane highway and you're somebody in front of you is driving too slow and you go to change lanes but there's a car coming at you but you still do it and you make it, 
you made it, you're in front, still a bad decision. <laughs> and you wouldn't tell other people to do that. I don't know. I mean, is it a bad decision that he technically well, saved just because the galaxy? The, that's what I'm saying is two? like, the, just because the outcome is good doesn't mean the decision was good. Like that happens all the time where you like, Make a bad decision. I, I don't know. I, I'm still going with Luke. Luke Skywalker during Empire and Return of the Jedi w- w- was pretty hung up on attachment, and he ended up doing some pretty great things. So it's odd to me. Only a few years later, he now has a hard on over. Hey, if we're learning about the Force, attachments equal. That's all bad. he's got to go off. You can't. It's it's one or the other. But he has his own experience to go off. I mean. Of. He ultimately was successful with I know, attachment, but like, right? Like to me, like I, I, I get where you're coming from, but to me, like you can't, it's not a results oriented business. Like you have to look at every step of the process because if it like, if life was just based off of results and not the, not the means to get there, then things would be very different. You know, like it's not just like, oh, what, what came out of the decision it, it is, was the decision made for the right reasons? Was the decision made under the correct uh, state of mind and everything else? I mean, every, like a lot of, a the lot of shit is, happens. It, it shows you, it shows you how shitty Luke technically was when it came to being a Jedi master. Yes. He's a fucking idiot. Sure. He, he didn't, didn't rely on his own experiences, which I'm going to argue worked out pretty fucking well. No, yeah, for I Alex. mean, it worked out well. He in in the face of his crotchety old hubris filled Jedi masters, he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to love my sister. I'm going to love my friends. I'm going to love my Sith dad that murdered all of your buddies and countless others over the past 20 plus years. And look what he did with that. Yet five years later, after reading some shitty outdated books that Yoda himself ultimately says, yeah, that was a bunch of dumb shit. I'm an asshole. You're an, we're all assholes. He, he just that quickly, he forgets his own experience and wants to go right to a textbook approach of a Jedi order that got owned by a prune faced motherfucker within a what? 10 year time span. It's it's odd, but I guess it does. It, it all plays out, and that's why he failed. That's why he failed Ben. That's why he locked himself away on an I island mean, because he was yeah, an idiot. That, he, he Luke Skywalker is the worst Jedi Master instructor in all of Star Wars. I said, yes, we've only seen a few. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, like this, like the the this lines up exactly with where we get Luke and TLJ. So like, you can't. That's what my point is. Like, you can't apply like old Luke's logic to the decisions that Luke's are making. I think everyone's missing the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. We are already seeing Luke be a fucking bozo. So what? And it only took it took him like a couple years to go from a new style of Jedi that can kick ass and take down Darth Vader with attachments to, yeah, that didn't work out well for me. I need to go back to. What these, you know, Yoda types yeah, we, learned like, that, oh, by the way, led to all them getting killed by fucking yeah, clones. But we, we knew he did that anyway. So, like, I wasn't surprised by it because, like, that that's in line with what we knew happened from the sequel trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it is what it is. I mean, honestly, like, if that if if that's the only thing you have to go off of, then you just try to replicate it. 
I mean, they fell and yeah, I mean, you, you, you make changes where you can, so but I, I mean, this is the expected decision. Ultimately we, we can, we, we can spin this all the way back to the people that, that hated Luke and TLJ. This is who he is. He's a fucking idiot. He's a dummy. But is he a, but which, a which version is it the old one who's a dummy or is it this one who's a dummy? <laughs> well, this one grows into the bearded, long-haired guy, but he right? he changes his perspective on things when he's old. I think that people hated the old guy and his jaded perspective. But they didn't, like, I don't think people hate which, this, Luke. Which, which, we're, which, we're, which we're seeing play out right now in everyone's favorite black clothes-wearing Luke. He's already making those <laughs> dumb decisions that is going to lead to him creating the next As Darth the Vader. As the story was told in the sequel trilogy. In Kylo Ren. We knew that this was going to happen. So I don't, like, I don't see, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see what the issue is. Like, we already knew, like, this, like, the road that he was walking. Like, we already, we already knew where it was going to end. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make it an issue. I was just pointing out the fact that Luke is already the hypocrite that people hate in TLJ. Okay. Yeah. I still think that the decision's fine. Like, like letting him choose because I wouldn't want somebody there. That's like not dedicated to the cause. Just like, I wouldn't want somebody who's like, do I want a girlfriend who's like, well, I'll spend half my time with you. And then I'll spend half my time with the other guy that I care about. (laughs) Look at these people trying to tell me I'm wrong. I'm never fucking wrong. Oh, you idiots in the chat are wrong. All right. <laughs> you know the rules around here. I'm not wrong when this show yeah. is going. So get used to it. I, I think it's funny. Like everyone's freaking out. Like I'm, I'm upset or I'm not. I'm just trying to point out that Luke's already a dope. You w- Luke's so always you, been a dope. So you would have let Grogu do both if you were the Jedi master? Yeah, if I if if I had Luke Skywalker, let's put Matt in Luke's shoes. If I had his experience in life, which attachments did nothing but ultimately benefit his Jedi progression, I would not sit there with this little guy and be like, "Hey, it's either me." So how or do him. you work his training then? Does he do like three months with with dad, and then three months at school, and then three months back? No, I, I, I let him have both and, you know, he, he just has fun and, you know, I'm a bad parent that way. I, I, I give in the kids a lot. So, you know, there, there would be, there would be no, there would be, uh, it would be anarchy and chaos, but at least I wouldn't be giving him that hard choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. What up, Matt's up that Bob is a dope, Luke's a dope. <laughs> I'm just, I'm reading the chat here. Everyone, everyone's like getting all, all worked up, especially Trevor <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Luke's a failure. He's a failure. I mean, anything after Return of the Jedi, we can say he's a failure. Come at me. How's he not? I don't know. Like you, you, you he have a you have a very he doesn't get a very results oriented view at life. That's okay. Well, is that a bad? I thing? mean, yeah. I mean, results are usually kind good. of. But how is Luke <laughs> in this timeline all the way through the sequel trilogy not a failure? Okay. He doesn't, I mean, the Just guy because, is one of the most powerful Jedi, has one of the richest histories, and he can't even get a goddamn academy up and going with, with okay, students. Okay, so, so. He tries, they all get wiped so out by one of them. In that instance, then, you would, 
So like if somebody opens a business, runs it for 30 years, and then it shuts down because one of their employees embezzles money from them, then they're a failure. How does that? That's work, the same though? situation. It's you're you're you start. He started the Jedi Academy, trained a, a bunch of Jedi. We have to assume all came out good. One goes bad and kills all of them, but Luke's a shitty master. Well, I mean, Luke himself blamed himself for the academy. Uh, yeah, like as 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 any Solo, like right? as any person would do in a in a responsible situation. It's like no, it's my fault. Like yeah, like everybody says that when something goes wrong and they're you know responsible adult and they're trying to to you know not not put blame on anybody else, but you know like it's a it's a it's a very comparable situation to where like he we have to assume now that if he starts this academy here. And this was something I was going to bring up. If he starts this academy here, even if Grogu leaves and he continues to teach, he's trained Jedi for 30 years. For, and th there's... Je no, that's well, not true, though. That's not true based on comics Okay, and so then he's... He, he stopped... Like, like it, his first batch of Jedi were the ones with Ben. Okay. And once Ben broke bad, that was it. Okay, was so done. like... You saw it play out in TLJ. I mean... Luke had no Jedi come out of his academy outside of the dark side leaning Ben Solo. I mean, they had the other students there, though, and they had other... Ben, ben, ben took him so out that's in, what, in, so, the, so, in the so, Knights so of that's Ren what I'm comic. Saying. Ben yeah, takes I, I, him out. I read it, but that's what I'm saying. But why did, ben, why did Ben get crazy? Because Luke was standing over him ready to chop that's his head off. what I'm trying to tell you, and that's like the whole... Like, the, the thing that I'm, I'm trying to parallel to in real life is like you run a business for X amount of time and it's successful, or even if it's just getting off the ground and it's doing well, I mean, you have other, but he was just because he, one person he wasn't does something though. doesn't mean he the other successful. person is a failure. Would you, so you say that the Jedi, the, the, the grand, how the was, grand how order was Luke is a successful? failure. It ran how for a thousand Luke years before it went down, but it's a failure because it at the in the end it, it didn't work out. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're talking about pre. I'm talking about Luke Skywalker's Jedi you, Academy. How was that excess, successful based on what we know and what is in canon today? Because he had because every other student he had was totally fine, and then he had the one student that fell to the dark side. But they don't exist because the one that he failed wiped but, them all out. But they did exist. No Jedi <laughs> came out of Luke's Jedi Academy. But they did exist. All of the good students did exist. It's not like they ceased to exist. Because they were still Padawans, though. I mean, come on. Were they not Padawans that were learning the Force? I mean, he, he fucked up so bad that he was willing to let his sister fight for the, the, the right of the galaxy on her own. Oh, man. He did all of it. But you also said that the uh, that the that Yoda's Jedi Order was a failure, right? That was a failure too. Yeah, but that his his time running it was not for thousands of years. This has been established he, in the High Republic. That was the High Republic era was the pinnacle, the peak of for the nine hundred years. I trained Jedi. He didn't say that. What was Yoda around during High Republic? Sure, but what, what did he do? What happened to the Order under his watch as Grand Master? I mean, Mace Windu was Grace Grand Master. I mean, like, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, nine hundred years is pretty good. But then I guess ultimately, at the end, if it fails, it fails, right? It's a failure. Nine hundred years, good run, but ultimately, you 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 failed. 
I mean, <laughs> I see the perspective at which you're coming at it from, but it's hard to argue that like if something is around for thousands of years and then it like and then it eventually goes under that it was a complete and utter failure. <laughs> I just like see all these people here. They love this stuff. Like, I think they think that I'm, I'm actually like worked up and upset at Nick. I'm just I, I get animated when I argue a point. And the point is, at least what's been put out there, and Luke himself said it, when he started his academy, it was a disaster. But you just said that Luke was a buffoon. So why would you believe anything he says? <laughs> I don't. But he said it. And now you're agreeing with, with him. Attachment, <laughs> Luke with attachment was fantastic. Luke trying to pretend to be Yoda so was he not. was awesome for like Plain and three simple. days when Boy. he had his attachment and he went to save his friends. Yeah, but he carried that all the way through. So like a year and a half. I mean, his, his, dad was, his dad was an attachment too, or, or no, am I like wrong a, on this? Like a year and a half then. He had a solid run Okay. of, of like attachment right. Jedi Luke. And, and then at the end, like if we want to fast forward all the way through TLJ, what, what happens? Oh yeah, hey, it's okay. Even Yoda comes out. Like, hey, yeah, we're we're idiots. See, even Yoda says we're dummies. Just let her go. She she's she knows enough. She's fine. Plus, you know, she's a what do they call what do they call Ray? The dyad member. What's no a generic term that people throw out for um, girls that are too powerful? Oh, what uh, the fuck uh, are people uh, calling her? Uh, sure, not Shirley Temple. Oh, okay, that's a real person. Uh, Damn it! You know what I'm talking. It's, about, yeah, they though. called her that when the movies came out. I don't remember what it. Oh, um, yeah, she's like a she's a she's got plot armor or whatever term that they use for it. it, it I know that there's like a specific term for it that we're both too I don't, stupid I don't to remember, remember, but it doesn't matter. All right, whatever. For the, for the sake of time, we'll we'll move on. But I mean, I don't think there's any agreeing or disagreeing here. I mean, I'm I'm laying out. This is how Luke's <laughs> Jedi Academy yeah, played yeah, out. You're right. Yeah, Mary Sue. There, they Mary had it. There, Sue. they got it. The the chatters got it. There we go. They're all Mary Sues. <laughs> Luke's, a, Luke's a Bobby Sue, for Christ's sakes, you know? <laughs> all right. So, I mean, ultimately, right, well, I'm glad what are you expecting out here. of the last and for you, one? For all you people calling me that I'm wrong, go fuck yourself. Um, right? I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'm right. You guys, you guys all have like this... Uh, you have like this uh, this Jesus complex around Luke Skywalker when he's one of the most flawed characters in all of Star Wars. So <sighs> last last episode is tomorrow. Are you expecting it to like <laughs> click? Hold on, I, I hold on. I think we uh, yeah covered that. Let's let's before we do that, since you and the chat got me off track here, it's all your guys's fault. <laughs> Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. That's a <laughs> that was a good one. That's a non-alcoholic drink or a young, young actress. actress from yeah. back in the the black and white <laughs> days. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad everyone can be entertained over me uh, having my opinions, but it's all good. Uh, sorry. All right, what do you want to hit on? What is this shit? I'm not <laughs> hating on anything. I'm having a discussion, you motherfucker. Now, now they're just trying to tweak my tits. <laughs> And keep me all riled up because they like this all shit. Right. 
You know, they, they, they want me to have an aneurysm, <laughs> which I am definitely due for at some point in my life because of all the anger that I let flow through me over stuff <laughs> like this. Oh, man. Oh, you motherfucker. Listen. <laughs> all right. You guys are all... You guys are all stay on target. Out, stay on right? target. We, you guys stop it with, gotta, with your your Luke. Oh, Luke, this Luke, that. I like Luke Skywalker, <laughs> but he's probably not even in my top five. You motherfuckers! <laughs> give me Darth Vader. Give me Darth Maul. Give me Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> no, this will not give us more views because no one will fucking pay attention. So unless you people go out and be like, "Hey, look, this guy's fucking crazy." Check him out. His opinions suck. No one's even going to know except for our existing fans. So there we go. All right. Now, um, I want to talk about Luke's CGI real quick, if you'll let me, young yeah. Nick. Definitely major improvements yes. over Mandalorian yep. to now. If it was the deep fake YouTube guy they hired, money well spent. But I don't think anyone can sit there and say that stand-in CGI process voice Luke is sustainable in the long run. This goes back to Nick's point when we were talking about, hey, if Han Solo shows up in this series, uh, what are you going to do if it's CG Harrison Ford? Nick's like, you know what, man? Enough's enough. We need to just as Star Wars fans collectively come to an understanding that these actors are aging out. They're all probably going to be dead within the next 10 years. Hopefully not, but more than likely they will. So we need to get used to recasting the mains. Yes. And while I think Luke's parts, yes, that Luke, the same fucker I just talked a bunch of shit about, while I think his parts were great in this episode... There's there's a dynamic missing when you don't have a real person doing the scenes and acting and working with, you know, other characters. Now, yeah, he's working with a fucking puppet, but you just you can't capture every nuance of a human's performance with this de-aging stand in uh, voice processed uh, kind of transformer that they've made Luke into. All right, so. I think I, and it, it is a bit sacrilegious to think about someone else playing Luke, someone else playing Han, which we've already had, and I think it worked out okay. But really, especially Luke, we have not had that yet. We, we've had to kind of experience that with Han. Uh, we haven't had it with Leia. Uh, she's been all CG, goofy looking. Like, man, she is awful, like Uncanny Valley bad in uh, the end of Rogue. The Tross flashback where they're, where they're training. Oh, yeah. The, Just, yeah. Whew. Woo! She flips up her visor like Jesus Christ. That's like that's like some both, alien. Both of the, not even a real both person. Both of the animated layers that we've seen have been pretty rough. Yeah, it's it's not great. But I'm um, I think I'm with you now, and it's just I think it's something all of us are just gonna have to come to terms with, and and they probably should consider recasting the big three, or at least the big two, the ones that they have folded into. Uh, modern Star Wars. Man, I am freezing. I think my. I was gonna say like it sounds like you're shivering because like, <laughs> it's cold. It is like I I I don't wear my hoodie down here when we're doing the show because I just fucking sweat yeah. too much. But I I have a noticeable chill right now, and I, I, that's why I brought it up because I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. But I'm like, <laughs> like I'm I'm about to start chattering my teeth at this point in time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like. 
if it's if he's used sparingly like this, okay, I guess they can limp this along for a bit longer. But man, it, it, within a, it, almost a two year, not even a two year time span, we have had a a heavy helping of Luke. I mean, I, I think Luke was in this episode more any than any of the prominent characters in the Mandoverse, like Din or, of course, Boba. I mean, Boba's just become a a, a, a joke at this point in time. Um, but. It, there there was something missing there was still something missing to me like i said it, the the voice sometimes sounded like it was being uh delivered from an uh isdn yeah line. and and mark and hamill he, he wasn't present on the set yeah mark, mark hamill apparently didn't record voice lines for this episode so like all of this that was done everything that was said was done through like voice modulation that just matched his tone and i i definitely agree that it was noticeable in points that it was not a human being speaking. Um, yeah. Right. And then um, some of the lip syncing gets pretty noticeable. If you, if you watch the thing three times and you throw up captions like I do, it's like, okay, yeah, this, this guy's not delivering these lines at all. <laughs> Just like his mouth moves and they, they kind of yeah. slip out. Uh, I mean, and, and that's one of the things that I'm like, look, the end of this, the end of this episode, obviously, for those of you who aren't adults that are watching it, you're like, oh my God, the decision, what is he going to make? Realistically, if he takes the lightsaber, they have to make a, a show about these two characters together, which they're not going to do with CGI Luke. It's not sustained. Like you said, you can't do that over long stretches of time because it would just be like the uncanny valley would kick in and then the weird voice stuff would start to annoy people. Um, so if they did choose to go that direction, I feel like it's the, it, you have to pull the trigger on Sebastian Stan taking over as, as Luke. He's still perfect. And I it, mean, the thing is, I mean, it's almost a, it's almost a one-to-one yeah. correlation between Hamill and And the Stan. thing is, is like Mark's already signed off on it. Like, you know, Sebastian has already said, like, look, if they ask me to do this, as long as Mark says it's okay, then I'm down to do it. Sebastian Stan is in the Disney verse through MCU. So, I mean, he's there. He's ready to do it. Hell, he's fucking Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> On, uh, or no, uh, no, what's his name? Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee, not Jones. Just not Tommy not Lee Jones. Jones. <laughs> that would be a very Lee. different show on Hulu <laughs> yeah. if it was Tommy Lee Jones. But yeah, Tommy Lee. Um, I think, but that's the thing is like, you, you got to make that change. And as much as it may suck for, you know, older fans, people who are around when the, uh, the theatrical releases of the original trilogy were, were, you know, out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to be a hard change to make, but if you want long-term stories to be told about Luke Skywalker in human form, yeah. not animated form, then you're going to have to be okay with that. Just. I'm with you. And, and, and like I said, the CG was yeah. phenomenal. I mean, it was... It was the best it could be. So the best it could than, be right now. Mando. I don't yeah. think you could have done it better. Right. No. But there, there's just a, a few things that are off enough that a, a sustained performance, a recurring character, it's just like, nah, come on. Like, we all love Mark. And you know what? If it's his choice to make, then I'll, I'll, I'm fine with that. Like, if Mark is the one that they're saying or waiting on, like, hey... Are you ready to pass the torch? No, I want to keep doing it. Great. Then keep doing it, Mark. Nothing against the Hamill. Um, but it just, you are missing out on the nuances of a human performance by going with these 
ultimately, yeah, they have stand-ins, all that fun stuff, but it's still a, a CGI character, uh, especially <laughs> their CG in the voice, uh, more or less. I mean, I know it's not, it is, no, it is a computer generated yep, yep. voice. So, um, I don't know. It, it was, it was a huge improvement. I think it works for, you know, what we got so far, but like, if Luke really is going to become a major player and, and pop in here now in, in Ahsoka or Mando subsequent seasons, or if we get more Boba, it, it may be the yeah. time. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Disney, I mean, are they the ones that are like, no, we got to keep doing it this way? Or is it the actors? I mean, obviously you would think the, the ones that control the license have the ultimate decision, but I, I do think they treat... <laughs> the original cast is like advisors yeah. and royalty. And yeah, I think so. I think there'd be a discussion with Mark, like, Hey man, listen, like if you want to keep doing the voice, fine. Well, we, we can do that CG shit, but uh, it, it'd probably be better for the character to just pass the torch. And it, it'll be a, a slightly jarring at first as it may have been for a lot of people. When you first watch solo, I know they, they could be like, well, he was a little younger and you know, you could, you could let your brain process it that way. Uh, but in the end, I mean, Alden doesn't fucking look like Harrison. Harrison doesn't look like Alden. Uh, I think Alden captured the essence of the character, which was good enough. Uh, but that's the bonus with Hamill. If they, if they do go for Stan, you're, 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 you're pretty much getting the look you want. You just got to wonder if you're going to get the performance. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I do think it's time to yeah. let them rest. And look, Sebastian Stan is an incredible actor. And I think that if given the chance, he would be able to pull off Luke Skywalker phenomenally. Like obviously, you know, slight nuance and stuff like that'll come with time if he plays it over a long period of time. Um, and he's never going to be Mark Hamill. Nobody's ever going to be Mark Hamill again, but I think he's your best option and he wants to do it and Mark is okay with him doing it. And if the content calls for it, I think that they should, they should pull that trigger. I mean, I was all, I was a fan of solo. I thought that, that Alden did a, did a admirable job bringing that character to life. Um, and if you've done it with Harrison, you can do it for Mark as well. Like, I mean, granted Harrison was probably like, Fucking please get somebody else to do Good. this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. sweet. I'm only gonna take ten million dollar paydays for like a scene yeah. here or there. I'm not I'm not do, I'm not getting looped into new franchises. The Mandoverse, what the fuck <laughs> is that? Stupid Star Wars. Just I wanna go back to film an ND ten yeah. as a decrepit old adventurer. But this hey, we love, we love him. All right, so um setting up the finale here, because we're we're definitely backing up here on time. Let's just start with the choice, the thing that threw us off the rails and reminded people that I'm crazy. Where are you going with the choice, Nick? Oh, he's taking the chain mail for sure. Taking the, the little chain. It's either he takes the chain, ma to the chain mail or he tries to take both. He doesn't, he doesn't go for the lightsaber. That's, that's All right. If you're on the stream, I'm, I'm doing some exercises here to kind of get the blood flowing again. As you can see, my, my fingers are like turning yeah. pink. There may have been a little, there may have been a little uh, adrenaline in there, but I'm telling you, it's freezing in this house. I mean, I, uh, just for clarity, I, I have a, a thermostat that's programmed and I think during the day it doesn't get above 65. Uh, so yeah, it gets cold here at, the, at, at Clan Haywood every once yeah, in a while. You're up in the cold, cold region um, here in the Columbus, Ohio. Coldness. 
how, dude, I had, I mean, they, they even canceled uh, my college really? last week, uh, th- Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So uh, the little one and I, we, we kind of had the putts around for two days, but it was, it was a good time. Sled ride, man. It doesn't matter how old you get. Shit I have is a never blast. done it. Even though I mangled my <laughs> leg doing it back in middle school. Like literally, I mean, I, I fucked up my leg so bad sled riding that I missed half of my eighth grade year and had to be tutored at home because I was in a Damn. wheelchair. That's <laughs> fucking yeah. bad. I mean, I had a f- like a full plaster cast that went all the way up to my belly for six months. So I had to sit in a wheelchair because my it was, it was a spiral fracture. So my foot, my, my right foot was pointing to the oh. left. <laughs> which isn't isn't a natural way for your right foot to point <laughs> so the only thing i the, the the only way the only reason i lucked out and it wasn't like a full-on i, I needed needles and shit is it didn't compound uh, but my my tibia was fully dis fully broken in half and twisted around it's pretty neat but no i mean anyways we went sled riding i, I still i just I, I i laugh and scream the whole way every time we go down like <laughs> yeah hitting r- jumps and shit seeing my little kid who doesn't know you got to hold on when you hit a jump flying out of the fucking sled like oh hopefully she doesn't break anything as daddy jumps over top of her um know. one one thing i will say on the choice i mean regardless of what he, if he chooses the chainmail shirt motherfucker can still have a lightsaber it's not like you need to be a jedi to have a lightsaber look at ahsoka ahsoka forged those blades after leaving the academy she had new sets of lightsabers after she left the Academy. So it's not like, oh, he takes the chain chair and he'll never have, he still has the force and he can still make a lightsaber if he needs to. Like there's, there's no, it's, it's not a mutually exclusive thing at this point anymore because Ahsoka has proven to like, is, is the proof point to where it doesn't fucking matter if you stay in the Jedi Academy or not. Like you can still be a force user. who uses lightsabers and shit like that. Granted, she had a lot more well, training. I mean, yes. But like I'll Ben Solo, Ray, they're all unaligned. They're, they're not classified force as unaligned yeah, force so. users like Ahsoka. So yeah, they did the same thing. I mean, we saw Ray, she built her own lightsaber after that weird burial ceremony. Yeah. And you know, Kylo, we see in the comics how he forged yeah, that I mean, one. Ultimately, like the... Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess the other question I want to ask, is the choice something that happens in episode or is it like a stinger for a lead-in to Mando season three? Yeah, because I don't, I don't see them going right back to it. I, I don't see them going right back to it. I see them picking up with, uh, you know, Dan and, and Boba and the, the whole plan FET. And then continuing from there and then Mando S3. Yeah. It might be the, like the stinger. I, yeah, I think. So here's, here's what I'm having. It looks like Trevor beat me to it, but I can show everyone my notes just to show that I was (laughs) right first. (laughs) I had here like the final point. Could we see Luke and Grogu coming to the rescue? Hmm. In 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 Red Five, like I know Trevor, he he fleshed out a bit more here. Like maybe Luke senses that Grogu is sensing that his friends are in danger during the battle with the Pikes, 
and is that what is that what gets Luke to be like, all right, let, let's go so check this shit so out. So they're buddy. gonna give and the fans the exact moment that they wanted in TLJ, but didn't get where he swoops in on Red Five, saves the day. <laughs> well, helps yeah. out at least turn the tide against which, which I still think is the MacGuffin Syndicate, the Pikes. Um, so we'll we'll get right into. I thought these days. I got my notes, <laughs> motherfucker. I take these notes on Wednesday. I wrote that down after the last episode air on Wednesday. God <laughs> damn it. You son of a bitch. You, you live streamers today are really tweaking my nuts and I love it. Um, but I, I've also, I mean, there, I've seen this spit around and here goes uh, tones uh, kind of coming up with uh, uh, parts of it. But this could be a way to get Han and Chewie in the mix. Dude, I hope they come in. Does, I know, really do. Luke could Luke could phone up his buddies, be like, "Hey, man, I, I failed with this kid. Can you can you run him back to Tatooine? Like, I I don't even want to get mixed up in it. And they're the ones that bring Grogu back during the battle. These guys, a little little shirt yeah. on, and maybe Luke still slides in the he lightsaber. Tore him out. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be a fucking a cool move. Because I like, because that way, go ahead, go ahead. I said that way Luke maintains his, his hard stance, but he's also kind of letting Grogu do what he himself did back in Empire exactly. Strikes Back. Yeah. I mean, I think that one, if any series is going to bring in Han and Chewie, it's this one. It's got to be this one. Like it's, it, there's too much shit in this series that fits right into their fucking zone that to leave them yeah. out would almost be negligent. Um, it's yeah. their world. After the all, underworld. I mean, they were the characters that were dabbling in the underworld before Luke and Obi-Wan hired them. I mean, that's what they were. He was Jabba's main smuggler. Yeah. I mean, he loved them. They're like, Oh, Han, my boogie, you know, oh, Hey, I love you, buddy. You're my guy. Why'd you fuck up? I'm going to kill you if you don't pay me type of stuff. So, but there's also connections with Boba and Luke. I mean, Boba ultimately ended up in the pit because of Luke and Han and Chewie. Uh, so uh, that's why I was kind of, there, there is a through line for Luke coming to join in this fight as well. And, and by the fight, so further predictions for the finale. I do think we see a resolution or it will feel like a resolution of the battle between the Pikes. But the very end, maybe the cliffhanger or the stinger is the, oh, yeah, you thought you won, but the battle is yes. just beginning for you, Boba. And, and that's where we get the, the Crimson Dawn, the thing I've called, you know, weeks ago that everyone now is going to jump on when it happens and be like, hey, look, look what, it, look what we figured out. And no one will give me credit. And then we just get back to this cycle of me getting crazy <laughs> on this fucking live stream with you people egging me on and telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I think there, there's a moment to be seen with uh, Luke and Din fighting side by side, maybe with Blades out. That would look pretty fucking cool. That'd be a moment. But obviously having some sort of beef settled between Han, Chewie, and Boba would enrich I think Boba that would be... too. And we, we, forgot about, we forgot about Boba. I mean... I think we're finally going to return to the main storyline, but that would be a nice kind of cherry on top for Boba's growth from Empire shithead to being able to 
kind of fight side by side with a guy that he wanted to kill. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did the job for Jabba by, by capturing Solo, using the Empire to capture Solo. But I told you, in War of the Bounty Hunters, I mean, he looked Jabba in the eyes. He's like, kill this guy. Fucking kill Han Solo. He's dangerous. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, there, there's a part of me that thinks the choice is a stinger, and it's going to bleed into season three of Mando. Or it's made off screen and we get a big hero moment in the end with either one or two iconic ships showing up to turn the tide to only be reminded that, uh, by the way, the, the, the Pike nonsense, that was, that's just a smoke screen. This is the real syndicate that does not like what you're doing. And um, I'm, since I made the prediction, I'm going with it. I'm going with the, the, the Crimson Dawn Kira. But I'm telling you right now, Crimson Rain, the comic, could fuck all this stuff up. Because it's just, it's not clear when Kira dies. We know she dies. And it's, it seems like she dies in her mission to take out Darth Vader and Palpatine. So does she make it beyond their apparent passings? I don't know. But I still think uh, Crimson Dawn is going to be revealed as the the ultimate string puller behind what has been going on with Tatooine and uh, the Pikes trying to run Spice. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, like the syndicate, like, you know, doesn't not even I mean, the Pike syndicate, I guess. But yeah, they're they're kind of the the smaller players here, I guess you would say. Yeah, and that's why I mean, like, I think the whole episode is going to be great moments. We're going to get the rancor riding. It's, it's yeah. happening. And, you know, they're, you know, maybe the good guys face some adversity at first, but then they, they kind of, they overcome that. And it looks like, all right, we got it. We're taking out the pikes. Pew, 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 pew. Moke shays, eat dick. And then it's like, right as the show's about the end, right when they, you know, things are looking up. They get smacked in the face. Book of Boba Fett, season two. The fight continues. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Or, or obviously, it could, it could carry into some of the Mando storylines. But uh, I feel like the war, if it does continue, which I do believe it will, because I, th- there's no way the Pikes no. are the big bad. There's no fucking no. way. That you pretty much have to have Boba Fett season two to continue those main narratives while also... Maybe, you know, having some Boba interaction in Mando season three. Remember, too, everybody listening that like this is just the beginning of the convergence of these series. I mean, you Ahsoka hasn't even started yet, you know, uh, and and she's already popped up. Yeah, she's already in two other shows. So, I mean, this is kind of just the beginning of this, the shared universe. So it's not like, you know, Boba Fett's going to end and then boom. All, all is well with the universe. This is just the start of a much larger conflict that's probably going to envelop a lot of the Outer Rim and most of the Underworld. So, Well, what's a faction we've all just kind of ignored that is a main faction still in this timeline with main, a, a main and iconic Star Wars character attached to it? We haven't said shit about the remnant. We haven't said shit about yeah, Thrawn. Thrawn. Thrawn is you the know, one they, that they, they, is going to be like the ultimate. They they could have a hand. They could have a hand behind all yeah. this stuff. I mean, may, maybe they're the ones driving. I, I'm not well versed in the hidden empire portion of Star Wars, but that is coming with ties to Crimson Dawn. So, 
is 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 he mixed up in that shit? Is is, is it the remnant through maybe a you know a Thrawn envoy or something? Yeah. Is are they the ones running Crimson Dawn to uh, fuck up Tatooine? I don't know, but in this Mando verse, this shared universe. First Moff Gideon, then the the name drop of Thrawn, who's probably going to be the big bad for Ahsoka. They are a main player yeah. in this timeline. Yeah. I mean, they are the they they they've been the the, the main adversary for Din. Uh, you have the history with what they did to the Mandalorians, which obviously is is still fresh in all their minds. Bo Katan fucking hates them. Uh, the the armorer has no love for the Empire and the remnants. So you know we could get uh, we could get a little reminder that hey we're we're still players in the galaxy too, in the finale of of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, definitely. I think that Thrawn to me, like, is the big bad of the whole. Like in my opinion, probably the whole overarching narrative. Like he's gonna be the fucking Thanos of this interconnected Star Wars TV cinema, like you know TV universe. Um, so yeah, I think that, I don't know if we'll get a tease of Thrawn yet. I think it's still a little early, but I do think that you're on the right track where like he, like he is probably above Crimson Dawn in terms of like, you know, who's orchestrating, pulling all the strings and, 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 you know, not only the remnant strings, but he's probably got his hand dabbled in the underworld and influencing a lot of different stuff. So yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, no, I mean, the I think the mayor is directly tied to Crimson Dawn. That that I'm replying the tones in the chat. I, I I'm I'm still like I said, I'm riding and dying with my Crimson Dawn cure predictions. That's you know, that's what I do. I laid them out there, December eight. I got the date marked down. I got clips ready to roll out. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. No one's gonna give a fuck anyways, because no one gives a fuck when I'm right. Outside of the lovely people that join us for our live stream and in our Discord, which if you want to join the Discord, we got a link in our Instagram profile. It's wide open. Jump in, uh, you know, have some fun. We have a spoiler channel. We have just a shooting the shit channel. Random shit. You never know. Uh, but a lot of these degenerates that are watching the show today are in it, and I include myself the amongst degenerate. the degenerates. Yes, so. Yeah, don't 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 think I'm trying to put myself above all of you. I, I appreciate the diehards 100%. Even if they are, you know, trying to get me all worked up today, which is fine. Hey, that that's that's why well, we do here. what we do. The interaction is what we want, so it's fine. Um, I uh, Nick gets red because he has a I drinking do. problem. This Props, right here, we, we've we've established this. Yeah, he's sitting there. He's he's pounding bourbon and ripped fuel. <laughs> for the whole show <laughs> that's why he turns a deeper shade of red it's his lighting I he's, have he's got like a, like this is like i don't have any lights hey, on we're, in here we're, we're gonna start a a go fund me for the for the show and use it to we'll we'll have nick get like a also like i'm just kind of getting also like i'm i get hot when i'm in here because like i have like the heaters on in my house now it's probably like 73 degrees up here and i have y'all can ellie is sitting on so that's adding to my hot so um yeah all right i got a couple not ponda baba black sun yes definitely canon through the uh well crimson rain i mean you even get a zizor mention so yeah they're they're definitely yeah. canon 100 percent. and i'm also being asked do i still think fennec could turn 100 percent. yes i do i think she could i think it's uh, even less likely i mean I, I i still think that the, the cursatan ninja shit was very suspicious yeah. 
But even in episode four in the flashback where she's essentially taunting Boba like you're you're a soft little bitch. Uh, and even in the book of Boba Fett, the first two episodes, like, you sure you don't want me to fuck some like, people? I'll up, kill dude? them. Like, do we really got to do this for respect free. shit. Like, no. <laughs> see, I, I could I could see Fennec doing them dirty. Um, sure. You know, why not? I think that, that'd be a fun little heel turn, even though she's already a He's like, heel. A heel already. But yeah, like healer, heel, healier turn. Yeah, for sure. All right, so, you know, big moments tomorrow or this week, whenever you're watching, and I know I'm going to be up, or like, I am anxious for this episode. Uh, I'm always anxious for new Star Wars, but this one in particular, based on the setup in one through four, and then the uh, world building in five, six, I am like, let's go. No, yeah, it, it, it's a hard one to speculate outside of, yeah, we're going to see the Rancor. That's a fucking given. I mean, they, they tipped that away. We didn't even need the, the fucking leak. I mean, that, that's been telegraphed since Trejo showed up. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, Boba being all animal friendly. Um, I could see a double cross going down with Fennec. The Pikes aren't the big bad. That'll be revealed towards the end, possibly setting up Boba Fett season two. Or uh, dribbling into Mando season three, and I would not be surprised if we see the little guy show up in an iconic ship that is not Mando's new N one. Meaning, either Luke's coming to the fray, or Luke enlisted his former or his current friends, I guess, uh, to roll him through. I mean, there's a you gotta remember. There's, I believe, the timeline checks out. There could be a chance that there's even a young Ben Solo available at this point. Yeah, how in time. old would he be here? Yeah, he young, would be young, like a child, like because like, he he went to toddler. I think toddlerish. Yeah, he went to the uh, he went to the uh, academy when he was like ten, I think. Right? I think that's when when he first got there. Yeah, I think when the, in one of Leia's stories, yeah, it sounded like a tennis when he she kind of threw up her hands and turned him over to the uncle, something like this. Oh yeah, yeah, the Cad and Boba showdown for sure. Even if it's shit talking that resembles a duel and we don't actually get a shootout, those two are having yeah. a moment, and it, I think it's going to be a a memorable moment. Regardless if it if it uh, results in a character's death or not, I don't think they're taking out Boba Fett after they've just turned him into a real character. And like Nick said, why waste the capital of Cad Bane so soon? Um, so yeah, we get the showdown in some form or fashion. They probably both live because we want the characters in more seasons. The Rancor ride, the Pike MacGuffin or the Pike smokescreen, and then the choice. If the choice happens in show, I think he shows up and we get a woohoo yeah. type of moment. Like, yeah. If the choice does not happen in show, then I think it's a stinger for sure. I, I do think we're getting a stinger on the end here to either set up season three or to let us know that Boba Fett is getting a second season. Uh, and as I've been reminded, I think everyone needs to be ready that this is going to be a Robert Rodriguez directed episode. Get ready for some slow chase so. scenes and bright colors, friends. <laughs> yeah, so just just be prepared for potentially wonkily shot <laughs> scenes that you know might might ruin it for some of you, but but I'm all for it. So, all right, boy, we, we gotta, gotta get, get moving here.
<laughs> okay, I, I'm going to blow through some of these other ones because there's really, we, we've speculated our asses off, gone, uh, went down some crazy tangents that we haven't had in a while, and it's been good. But hey, I'm, I'm still shivering. There's no adrenaline in me, so it really is Just cold. Um, cold here. I'm sorry, props. He said he directed three, and he hasn't directed the last the, the last three, so uh, we know he did episode one and three, so he's got the finale. Okay, um, we got some news, or, I mean, I guess you could call it yeah. a leak. Yeah, Grogu's definitely staying with Mando. You, you don't build the, his N1 with a canopy droid cockpit if you're not, not putting a droid yeah, in that thing, on. right? Droid, droids don't need an airtight seal when they're in space. Okay, so, uh, and, and we've talked about this before, I and mean, we had that leak. That leak obviously has turned out to be a bunch of bullshit in terms of the schedule for Disney+. Plus. But, thanks to a now-deleted tweet from a Disney Plus director of something. Oh, uh, program. I think it's pretty clear manager. now that... Director of program. There you go. Program. I, what, what the fuck is a program manager on Disney? Yeah, Plus? I mean, like, I think what he, I think his what, literal what job is to like set release schedule. Like that's what he, that's what a program. All right. Yeah. So this this Brandon San Giovanni, aka at the Brandalorian, tweeted out and then quickly deleted. And the reason he tweeted this out because we did get news last week. I guess I'll bring it up that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is getting a comic book miniseries in May. So if you take that knowledge in tow and the fact that Brandon dropped his tweet when this was announced and his said, our very own Obi-Wan, we be saying hello there on Disney plus dot, 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 May 2022. I think the cat's out of the bag at one point in time. I was, you know, I was like, nah, I think they're saving Kenobi for the May the 4th type of deal. I don't know if that's still going to line up, but it is looking like May for Kenobi, which, which makes sense. That's going to give us, what, over eight weeks of a break so all the angry fans can get back to remembering that they actually love Star Wars, and then they can watch Kenobi and instantly hate Star Wars again. That was something my friend Nick was worried about, if these were going to be stacked right up next to each other. He's like, that, that might be too much for, for the trolls out there, and it could lead to... Disney changing their course again, just like they did after TLJ and Solo. Um, but I think Brandon's deleted tweet confirms it. Not only we're we going to get a comic book miniseries for Kenobi in May, we're going to get the motherfucking show uh, that I think a lot of us have been dying to see. It's crazy to think with how great the Mandoverse has been that the Kenobi show has potential to blow it out of the fucking yeah. water. In my opinion, like it really does. Like, you know, I, I love the Mandoverse. I'm, I'm glad we're getting new characters mixed in with the old. But if you're talking about this timeline where we have not seen Kenobi or Vader kind of doing their thing, whew, man, if I wasn't already having the chills, I'd be getting the chills right now because I, I think there's potential from so, for some of the greatest Star Wars moments that we've ever scene to play out but in, matt you know, his helmet looks so, different the, the, the you know it's coming you know it's his be cape is like, too short kenobi kenobi's beard doesn't have enough white the hair green, in it to signify he's gotten the green older. lights on his chest are a different shade of green though 
So how can you like... They're also not pulsating in the same yeah. pattern that they were in how A How could Hope. you possibly like it? Because <laughs> the green... Obi-Wan doesn't look like General Kenobi in episode three of season six of The Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. That's it's coming. Gonna... Don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, it, 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 it'll immediately be like, oh, you know, they're, they're SJWing it because they put Kumal yeah. in it. You know, you know all that shit's coming. Like, why is there a woman in this <laughs> show? Right. Like, oh. Yes, how dare, how dare women show up in Star Wars and actually do something be, besides pour out blue milk and then get caught on fire and charred to their bones. Uh, but, uh, I love Star Wars. Yeah, so the... <laughs> yeah, so know. Kenobi May, that, that's great news, and, and I'm, I think that's definitely going to be it because well, we get Moon Knight coming out at the end of March, uh, and, and like I said, we're going to get an eight-plus-week break of Star Wars deleting Kenobi. With Kenobi coming out in May, though, where's Bat- Bad Batch come into play? Is it going to be another 16-episode se- season? Is it only going to be eight? Uh, are they going to stack Bad Batch on the end of Kenobi? I was going to say, maybe... Uh, is Andor still coming out towards the end of summer, early Maybe fall? with that being... like, It almost seems like May, May into June is probably going to be Kenobi, unless it releases like the first week of May, which it, it could... And then in that case, then it would end in the same month because it's only going to be a four episode run. Or is it six? Yeah. Kenobi? Six, right? Or I think it's okay. six. It could be as short as four. I can't remember because there's been but... a lot of conflicting reports about it. But like that'll go mid-June at the latest. And then you could take until July and then have start Bad Batch in July. So you give a couple of weeks of break. If it is 16 episodes, then you're talking about essentially a four month long run. And that, that would take you July, August, September, October. Then that would, that would be kind of weird because then you would have, you, you still have to release Andor and, uh, Mando S3. Oh shit, dude. May the 4th is fucking Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's a done deal. I mean, that's even that's even their stupid new new Yeah, so it's definitely day, coming out so. May the 4th. I don't know. It's like it, So it'll be over well, episode 2 on the 11th, 3 on 8th. Yeah, so that's over by mid-June. You fire up batch end of June, July. Yeah. But then it like it gets weird because if they do bad batch as as a weekly release for 16 episodes and you get into an area where it's like then you have Andor and I mean, Mando S Mando S three supposed to release the holiday this year, and that would yeah, I think that would be December yeah. again, late November, yeah, December. So th- it would just get close with Andor and uh, Mando S three releasing in a similar time windows. I think that the only the only thing we we have to kind of compare things to is last year's schedule, and I do believe Bad Batch ran alongside at least two of the live action Marvel shows. Yeah. I think Loki and um, Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier. So maybe they're like, eh, it's a it's an animated series. We're not so oh, yeah. worried about about uh, kind of an overlap. Um, but it would be interesting to it, it would suck for someone like me, especially if they stick to a Wednesday release, because then then you're you're talking about potentially a Bad Batch episode every week on top of an Andor episode every week, and I don't know yeah. about that. I don't know yeah. about that. And I think Andor's twelve. Yeah. Right? 
I believe Andor is like a 12 run. And, and, and talking about Andor, uh, you probably should stop letting Stellan Skarsgård do interviews because he... <laughs> He 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 spoiled what Saul Guerrero is going to be in Andor. I mean, he, he just rolls it out there. But it, recently, when he's talking about, I guess he's doing a, an episode of The Simpsons, and uh, it was this like a Swedish publication or online site. They they asked him, like, uh, "Hey, so what what else? You, what's your shooting schedule for 2022?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know." We start with Dune Part 2 in July, and then in the autumn, it's time for the second season of the Star Wars series, Andor. Look at that shit. I do not know when they will start broadcasting it. It will take some time so that it does not take too long between season one and season two. So, um, Andor's definitely getting a second yeah. season. Confirmed. Uh, and... Yeah, and he's like, I don't know when they're going to start airing it, but we're definitely shooting the next season this fall, so... Um, but, but Andor, like, I believe it was a Disney investor call said Q4, Disney's Q4 is when it's releasing, which we determined was like end of summer, early fall. Yeah. So it's, it's the Bad Batch Andor cadence. That's the one, like, I'll be interested to see how they they overlap that that at all. Or if they, so like, I mean, they, they could do it to where, um, it pushes, Andor to October, October, November, and that would be close. No, because if it started in October, it would have to run 12 episodes. It is 12 episodes all yeah, the way through I the think, end of the year. Yeah, I think Andor has to start late August, September. Yeah. Especially with a, with a 12 episode run, unless they're planning on doing like a, a two episode debut. Yeah, I know that Prime has started doing that for some of their stuff. They'll drop them three at a time. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I, I don't mind. And that's what they did with Peacemaker. I actually think that's uh, that probably would have served the Book of Boba better for a lot of fans. I mean, I, I'm fine with the with, with the slow burn. Uh, but I think fans that were itching to like, where the, where the fuck is this going? I can't see past like my face. It probably would have been better for them to get one, two and three all strung together and then uh, wait yeah. for four. I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't see the the, the live action shows. Overlapping. Yeah, it would be too. It's it's too nothing. Much. It's it's too much. Like it, and you know they 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 create these schedules for a reason. I mean, yes, yeah, some of it comes down to when they're shooting and when stuff's ready, but they're setting dates with a purpose of trying to get the most eyes and the most subs watching it. So you don't want to really split your audience yeah. too much. I mean, I guess if they get one sub, they don't give a shit what show you're watching. But I do feel like they want each of these to kind of stand on their own without having to kind of cannibalize the franchise. If you I don't will. know if you saw this. Uh, never mind. This... Ignore hey, me. Does anyone else think that I have bought Enzo rings? Look at all the fucking ads that show up. Oh, on dude, the site all the ads that from, I from have are for the companies that I like do their advertising for. Because like right now it's one of like on my screen, it's all the businesses that oh, I yeah, yeah, I, I could see for. that. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, I've I've got and and what's sad is I've now purchased nine of the Star Wars Enzo rings. I keep so I see them every the shit works. I see I'll see ads. It, it it got me on it got me on Instagram. It was targeted advertising going oh, look, on Instagram. Like, I just hey, got a look at this set I just of rings. Got a, an ad for it on Facebook. Enzo Star Wars collection, <laughs> right in front of me. There you go. 
I knew I saw him. I was going to tell you, like, there's, I, I actually looked at our account on Instagram. I'm like, has, have, have we been logged in somewhere else? Because now, in, like, if you go to search, all, like, a lot of the videos are either sexy women, fitness, or pimple popping. Pimple popping. What? And that's not, that's not shit I, I oh. look for. So I was like, why, why, why is it? showing us this stuff it used to be like a lot of star wars content it's it's like pimple popping videos and and girls in like uh garter Antily belt type of setup interesting yeah i mean the only yeah, time hey, that i'm I on mean, the it, ig is when i pull the top five and then if we, you know that's what i mean like i even i even look i'm like last login it's it's columbus 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 every once in a while it says like mustang texas yeah or i don't know why facebook reads uh, where uh, i am uh, as mustang ridge texas so I, I just I was like, what the hell? There was. I was like, man, what the fuck is Nick getting into down there? Like he's like he's like searching girls in stockings, popping pimples, and having himself. Hey a man, good time. everybody has their thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever floats your boat. And like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm never gonna not look at some lovely looking ladies. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Um. Yeah. IG's fucked yeah. up. Period. Okay, so uh, last topic here before we get into the fan segment and, and get through that. And, and trust me, I, I'm going to spend a minute on this. But Crimson Rain issue two came out last week. I did a breakdown. If you want the full breakdown and recap of the uh, comic, please check it out on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show, or just go to starwarstime.net and find the YouTube link there or the article and video itself. But real quick, Crimson Rain two overall was a dud when it comes to interesting canon to discuss. So all I can report back is what we got out of issue two was Kiera kind of laying down her philosophy on how she gets people to do awful things for her, uh, in particular murder, because this was all about assassinations. And I think it was interesting insights into Kiera and who she is. But she's like, listen, people kill for three things, either faith, hope, or the joy of it. And in the comic, she explained faith, that's why the Jedi would kill. Hope, that's why assassins and, and bounty hunters kill, because they're, they're hoping to make their lives better through, through jobs. And then joy, she showed our man Darth Vader slashing people to death, essentially saying, you know, the Sith, they kill for enjoyment. And the main mission here that we saw play out, she took two of the assassins she's folded in the Crimson Dawn, which is Ochi of Bastoon and Destic from Star Wars Uprising. And as they're going on their missions, she sends Destic to get this little girl named Cadelia, who is the daughter of two other heads of two different syndicates. So clearly Kira wants her because then she can manipulate the other syndicates to kind of do what she wants. She sends Ochi to kind of upset the Emperor, and, and his mission's kind of cool, because he goes to Coruscant. You see him spying on this, it's a, like a group of Imperial officers eating breakfast or something, and we learn that he poisons him, but with a poison that's going to kick off at a, at a certain point in time. And we see, as the issue comes to an end, those officers were actually Imperial Guards. So I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know Imperial Guards were just Imperial officers. Like, you know, they were in their officer suits, eating breakfast. They go change, throw on the red wardrobe and the helmet. And as they're walking into Palpatine's throne room on Coruscant, they all p- pass out and die. Huh. As they show to Palpatine, like, hey, we, yeah. we can get 
as close to your fucking Imperial Guards, pal. Watch out. So that, that's really, that's all that happened. I mean, uh, Ochi takes out a legion of Imperial Guards by poisoning them, and he makes sure Palpatine sees them die at a certain time. And then Destic goes and captures this Cadelia girl who is the daughter of the head of, uh, I forget, like the Unbroken Clan or something like that, and uh, the daughter of a, a, another syndicate. Because we got to remember in Crimson Reign, her mission is not to become the chief syndicate. That's why trying to walk it over to the book of Boba Fett is getting a little squirrely for me because she doesn't give a fuck about being the top syndicate in the galaxy and running the crime world. She is using Crimson Dawn to try and kill Palpatine and Vader, period. Plain and simple. So while I still believe in my my prediction for book of Boba, it's going to be interesting to see if it plays out and how it does play out based on what we're getting in Crimson Reign. Because we also learned she's dead as fuck. We're, we're getting this story told to us from in the future um, by this spirit that's attached to something like a holocron talking to an unknown Jedi at this point in time. So there you go. Interesting. Now, um, Fennec working for Kira. So far, that has not been revealed in Crimson Reign. But... Ochia Bastoon is from the Assassin Guild, so she had multiple assassins at her disposal. So I could see an Ochi showing up in Book of That'd Boba. That'd be cool. Right? I mean, that's that he's not only Crimson Dawn connected, but he also extends into the sequel. Jedi trilogy. Hunter. And apparently, yeah, apparently there's 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 always been this, there's gonna be a link in Book of Boba to the sequel trilogy, and that person that said that, they've come out and said, yeah, it's not the it's not the Luke yeah. stuff. I mean, Ochi makes sense. So there, there's, yeah, him showing up. Or, but it's like I said, what, what's Crimson Dawn worrying about Spice on Tatooine, though? What, I need to know what their fucking motivation is in Book of Boba if they are the syndicate. And at that point, if she is dead and Thrawn has kind of taken over with his own hidden forces, that would make some sense to me. Um, but Kira doing it just to run Spice on Tatooine does not line up to what she's doing in Crimson Rain. That's all I'm saying. So, but I'm the asshole that predicted it, so I'm sticking with it. I'll go down on that ship if I have to. All right, Nick. All right. It's time for this week's fan segment. Holy shit, you guys are getting bonus <laughs> content today. You know how it goes. If you're new here, we do two bits during the fan segment to get you all involved the first being the question of the week which gets posted every tuesday on our instagram both in the story and as a post all you got to do is leave a comment and it may get read and discussed possibly made fun of on the star wars time show your second avenue of success to being immortalized on swts is to Join in with our hashtag on Instagram, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, and tag at Star Wars Time Show with any and all Star Wars art that you create and or share. All right. So let's could be Ochi Maz. Yeah, I've, I've heard Maz, Maz cannot. cannot I'm sorry, Nick. I'm, I'm, I've seen her tied to this too, and you know that that could be where Luke takes Grogu to meet Han and Chewie, which would be. All sorts of fucking yeah. connections. So if that happens, you heard it here. Thank you. All right, man. Let's get on with the question of the week. Let me flip some screens around and see what type of vitriol we <laughs> had spewed at us 
this week <laughs> about one of the greatest episodes of Star Wars of all I time. don't know if you know what blue So is. as we've been doing. But. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm colorblind, apparently. All right. So as we've been doing throughout the run of Book of Boba, and it is sad that we only have one more of these to go. So uh, one more long show probably next week, and then we'll be back to spinning our wheels trying to figure out what to talk about. I am thinking maybe we, we get into... Uh, just more kind of fun discussions versus just talking about the news. But Nick and I will kind of work on that uh, after next week. Cause we know we at least have another uh, discussion filled episode planned for next Wednesday. Thanks to books finale. All right. So up first, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the first one here. Nick, this comes from South P 24 spells favorite wrong. So he must not be, <laughs> li- must not live in America here. Favorite has to be Cad Bane. He looked so creepy. Good. Sorry. Enough with the complaining, people. Honorable mention to the five seconds of Luke training with his saber and five seconds of Order 66. Least favorite would be the general direction or lack of focus of the series. It's not cohesive storytelling. Luke is my favorite Star Wars character, but these series these were an opportunity to get away from the Skywalker saga. So are we, are we left with a massive lack of Boba action? If he doesn't do something in the finale, then why is this even his show? Are we going to get a single action scene with him in full armor shooting his He blew blaster? that one guy up. I'm not sure I understand. Hey, Siri. Siri doesn't even up. understand no what's going on with this show. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> Siri is, is as confused as South P24. Yeah, Siri, you you are not alone when it comes to the book of Boba Fett. Now, don't reply to me, thank you. Uh, no, I mean he's. He... I mean, we we we've you know I I love South P, one of my favorite artists out there. But I, it's like I said, a lot of people got too locked into the fact that name Boba Fett's name title. is in the title, and they forgot that this is the Mandoverse first and foremost. And we were promised that it would be a shared universe, and it's happened. Yeah, it happened early. Sorry, it happened in my man's book. But that's the bonus of calling it a book because it's just they're they're different chapters of a book telling ultimately. Yeah, I mean, it's going to or feeding into the overall. It's going to be hard for people to wrap their heads around how this development of these shows is happening because there's really nothing else like it out there. Like there's no other shared TV universe like that's that exists, period. There's not another. Well, the Arrowverse, I, that's I guess, the closest, is the closest we That's got, the closest right? one is the Arrowverse, yes. I mean, like, with the Arrowverse and the D, in, in the MCU, like, that's your closest alternatives. And, I mean, in the Arrowverse, you've seen episodes of crossovers where, like, you've had an episode of Arrow where, like, it's a bunch of people from The Flash in it and a bunch of people from Legends and all the other shit. Like, so you have to look at that, like, at this like ring of shows this interconnected series as the same thing where it's like yes it's the book of boba fett but the last two you know like every episode doesn't have to be solely focused on him it's it's building the blocks of the story that's being told around him and in his sphere and stuff like that so i mean i can understand why i mean we we even had fennec not fennec jesus come on matt get back to reality ming na wen's like listen once once you see this series in full, and yeah, then all you'll will understand. be revealed. Now I, I don't know if that's the best way to sell a show to certain people, but 
I'm okay being patient to see how this all plays out. I've kind of liked the, the the chess approach to the book of Boba Fett. Let's move a few pieces in episode one. Oh, you get to see the payoff down the road. Let's move a few pieces here. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I, I think those that were were wanting like rampage Boba, I think you're going to get it. And if him riding the Rancor causing havoc doesn't do it for you, then I just don't know what you want this character to be. Um, because to me, he is a real character now, thanks to this series. Not because of what he did in the original trilogy or the aborted Legends nonsense. Boba is a character that has so much more potential moving forward, in my opinion. That's the key here. Opinion. All right, up, up next. next. Go ahead. Cheddar, Cheddar Bob. Bob. Cheddar now, Bob. Cheddar Bob doesn't say if it's <laughs> what he likes or doesn't like, so I'm just going to take it all as he liked it. The fact that Boba... Yeah, that's a good the, way to do it. The fact that Boba hasn't had a speaking line in two episodes, thumbs up from Cheddar Bob. Grogu training <laughs> scenes should have been in the Mando season three. That's a big thumbs up from Cheddar Bob. Did nothing for Boba's <laughs> character development in the show. Another... Big thumbs up from Cheddar Bob. Those are his favorites. So Cheddar Bob is saying like, no, this is the Boba Fett I remember from Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi. He sits there, doesn't say much. And when he does do something, he's not really doing it himself. He uses the Empire to capture his quarry. And he was essentially drunk as a skunk when he tried to take on a Jedi and Han Solo. So, yeah. But you are are right. Those are all favorite moments there. Uh, next up, Clone War 501st says, I think the biggest problem with the series is the way it's released. Week by week, I am enjoying the show, but I think it feels like a long movie, so would have benefited from a full season drop. Love the podcast, guys. You speak the truth. Woo! Love the podcast. Well, shit. Sign this like guy. Who this the guy? fuck Clone is this War person? Clone Wars 501? Send them a yeah. plaque. Love the podcast. You guys right? speak the truth. He knows. They, they're going, they, they, they may get number number one fan yeah. <laughs> designation. He knows. But I, I mean, like, he, he I can see what he's saying where it does feel like a movie chopped up. No, it does. It, and I think early on I was saying, I'm like, just, just be patient, people. We're, we're watching a long fucking exactly. movie here. This isn't, these aren't Miller time episodes where you resolve plot points in 30 minutes. So I get you. Yeah. I get you. But yeah, we're, we're moving Clone Wars five five hundred first up to the top of the totem pole, the fan. You've made totem it. Pole You've made it, Clone Wars. Um, next up, the Imperial Communique says so much goodness. Just can't get over how good Luke looked. At the same time, too bad the lip sync was a tad off. Uh, yeah, we spoke about that a little bit too. The uh, eventually they're going to have to either shit or get off the pot with the new actor or full CG. And last one, William Black series says, I'm kind of pissed Luke is making Grogu choose between the Beskar and the lightsaber. Give him both and give him all the training and guidance you possibly can, especially since that's what Yoda did for Luke. Regardless of Luke's defiance and poor decision making, Yoda was willing to train and teach Luke literally the last breath in the little green body. Thank you, William Black series. You, you get me. Thank you. There you go. That guy, William Black Series, summed it up better than I did ranting and raving, <laughs> you know, like an hour ago. Thank you. That, that's what I was trying to get at. I, I don't think I did a good job making the case, but there you go. William Black Series nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Good stuff. All right. Um, all right. 
now it's time for this week's version of the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. Like I said, if you're new here, throughout the week, I will look at all of our tags and hashtags uses, and I will share them out on our account. On Mondays, Nick sits down with his glass of bourbon and a cigar, scrolls through all the features, and picks his five favorite for a particular week. So this week we're covering 131 to 27. Who do we got? First My up is cats versus toys. And look, I know I had another yes. cat one last week too from Sir Dork. Yes. But look, when you put cats next to Star Wars toys in a Star Wars diorama, you got me. I don't know what to say. Um, but it's just, it's great. The posing of the, of the stormtroopers that we see, one of them getting trampled underfoot of the cat. And then the others running away from this giant feral beast who just invaded their area. I mean, I think it's great. Also, just like the look on the cat's face is great. I fucking love it. Yeah, the cat. It's a perfect cat. Yeah. Look, the cat's like, I fucking hate my <laughs> human, me. but I'll just do it to, to get it out of, of their system. Like, look at the cat. The cat's just giving the human yeah. side eye like, you motherfucker making me do this shit, shoving me in these holes coming out, and you got these stupid ass little pieces of plastic <laughs> in front of me. I'm gonna eat you and your yeah, I love it. If you go to the feed too, there's one of them where the cat, like, if you have cats, you know that they like nuzzle their face against stuff. And he's got a picture of it doing that, but it looks like he's about to eat one of the stormtroopers. <laughs> oh, man. So. It's fantastic. It. Like it's just—I mean, that's what I said when I shared it. I was like a big fan of what Cats versus Toys is up to because it's—I am a cat lover through and through. I love all animals. I've said it before. I, I think I like them more than humans. Um, but it, it's just—they're—they're—they're they're, they're beautiful little beasts because of their personalities, yeah. and they are so like yeah. fuck you. I'll do <laughs> exactly. what I want. Every every cat, even my big dopey cat that that we call Lay, and I'm pretty sure like. She's not quite there, you know, doesn't quite have all the chromosomes, but even she'll like get very ornery. Like, Hey, no, you don't touch <laughs> me now. Like, like I'll jump on you. I'll, I'll jump on your keyboard. I'll, I'll claw into your chair. That's when you touch me. Otherwise get the fuck out of my space. <laughs> so yeah. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful page. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get a, f a little more attention. Yeah. They just started through, uh, too. So it's a, through the show here and, and star Wars fans, but this is, uh, I'm guessing they, maybe they found us because we shared Jared's yeah. shot of the cat and, but either way, I'm glad they, uh, we got tagged because this is a, it is a very fun page and it's not just all star Wars. It, they got another cat yeah. going after yeah. link, <laughs> going after link and a few. Yeah. The ghostbusters one, like, look at that. The ghostbusters one's fucking really cat. good. I like that one. Yeah, I mean the cat there is almost playing the role like of this demon thing yeah. coming to get him, but it's also a look of I fucking <laughs> hate you, human. Like, why are you doing yeah. this to me? I hope you die. <laughs> so it's beautiful. So cats vs toys. If you love cats and you love toy photography, it doesn't get better. Awesome, than that. awesome stuff. There we go. Next up is from at ack. Bart, but it's A-C-K-B period A-R-T, so Akbart on Instagram. And this is just an awesome farm boy Luke shot. He got the twin sons of Tatooine above him um, and him coming out of the Lars homestead. And what I like here, and, you know, I don't know if it's just me, I love how he extended the, the shot up to include 
like the the sky and the yeah, two suns. I just I I feel like that. It's makes definitely sense. a a unique framing of the of the subject matter because you know usually you want the subject matter in your main crosshairs if you're going you know rule of thirds all that fun stuff. But uh, ACKB dot art decided you know what fuck it I'm going I'm going full portrait style on this usually landscape type of shot. And it worked. That, that's what sold me too, Nick, is like, it's like you, you, you kind of feel the, the larger world that Luke is pining for by leaning on the, on the door of the yeah. hovel there. And, and, and you see, you know, the, the, the twin suns and it just, it, it feels like a bigger universe by framing exactly, it this way. Exactly. So, um, just a great shot. I think it, I think, yeah, everything that you said is kind of mirrors my feelings about it and how this shot evokes that emotion, even though it's just like, Hey, it's just portrait style. You know, sometimes something like that can make a big difference in the message that you're conveying in your. In your it's it's a nice, it's a damn good large homestead diode yeah. too. I mean, it's a the hovel's done well, and then like the little crash, you know, sh- yeah. shit. What are those? Those are, those are like rusted yeah, I would say nuts one of them, like you can I see think. like it's then, nuts and bolts, but then one of them all yeah, one of them almost looks like a one of them looks like a, say, a propane, propane tank, tank right? like a little propane tank. <laughs> I wonder if they, they like shrunk that down or if they made a miniature rusted out, weathered in, lived in propane yeah. tank. Either way, top quality work here from ACKB.ART. Say it with me. One, two, three. ABC. <laughs> ah. Good next, shit. Next one's blocked out. Hold on. I got to see. Oh, if I no. All right. Well, next one I'll intro. It's from Lionworks and it's a two shot feature that shows I got little it. Mando. I got it. And the little baby Grogu with Boba Fett in the background, but they're playing Jenga <sighs> and the first shot. So Grogu's using the force to pull the block out. And Mando's like, oh my he God, sure is it going to stay? Is it going to stay? Next shot. Oh, no, it doesn't stay. Mando's got his head down. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a nice little yeah. story. And it's it's all sold through the posing of, of Mando. But even Grogu, yeah. like Grogu looks at Mando He's all like, disappointed. Oh, like, sorry. oh, sorry, big guy. Sorry, dad. My but bad. no, I mean, it's... it's uh, but, but I mean, honestly, Mando should be in his face like, fuck you, I win. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you lose. Know what I mean? <laughs> even with the force, I beat. <laughs> Jenga, <laughs> bitch. Got the force, can't beat me at Jenga. You suck. Now what? No, I just thought it was an awesome, creative uh, little thought process here behind this shot from... At Lion Works, L Y O N W O R X. Yeah, we've we featured yeah. them before with with other, as I call Star Wars IRL setups. So Star Wars yeah. in real life. Um, yeah, quality stuff here from very Lionworks. very fun shot. Good stuff. Go give them a follow on the ID. Next up is this is from at Toys P H O T dot Toys on Instagram. And it is a, like you said, it's kind of a deep piece when you look at it. Uh, so what we see is Mando being pulled, literally pulled in different directions between the armor and Paz Vizsla on one side. And then you have the night owls on the other side pulling him, And then Grogu kind of in the middle, just reaching out to his papa. It, it's this dude. I mean, it's almost too intelligent for this show. This shot is almost too clever for the Star Wars time show because it it embodies in a piece of photography the struggle that Din is about to yeah. go through and feeling the pull from all three sides his responsibility to his family his 
kind of demented allegiance to the creed, but also his connection to non-Kool-Aid drinking yeah. Nando's. And, and I just, when I saw this shot, I was like, this is, this is a, it's a piece of art that represents what is going to go down in Mandalorian season yeah, three. Absolutely. Not, not, we're not going to physically see these factions pulling Din in half. This is what is going on within his soul right now. He has three factions, if you will, pulling him in different directions. And it's just, it's fantastic. Like I said, it's, it's, it's too deep, too intelligent yeah. for the Star Wars. I mean, Wars he, little show. touches, but we had the to little share. touches are great too. Like the, the, the conflicting lighting on both sides on the armorer's side, you have the smoke uh-huh. with the orange light, the blue yep. light on the side of the, uh, of the night owls. I mean, just like you said, very deep, very thought provoking piece of art here from at Fote, P-H-O-T dot toys on Instagram. Make sure to follow. Cause there's some good stuff on there. And yeah, I mean, this is like a perfect summation of how Din's head was yeah. left at the end of episode yeah. five right here. I mean, it's just perfect. Beautiful, beautiful work. All right. Last one for the top five this week is at 97 underscore parsecs underscore photography. And it's the blue man. It's the one that everybody hates, apparently, from fucking Book of Boba Fett, Cad Bane. And he's doing his Cad Bane thing, shooting up some stormtroopers. In the desert, even got a big ATST behind him, and he's got his little droid companion right next to him as the carnage ensues. You know what? I as I look at Toto, I feel like he's considering sabotaging. I know he's like Cad's, his, uh, foot, um, foot, yeah, his, foot his rocket, feet there, rocket, right? Yeah, because um, he does. I mean, like just just go rewatch the two episode that that Cad is in in Bad Batch. I mean, he is just abused, awful. Abuse this poor little droid. Like, Toto is. Uh, Toto is probably treated worse by CAD than C-3PO treats it's R2-D2. Like to, and that, that's it's saying like a lot. It's like to the level, if you've seen the Harry Potter movies, of how Lucius Malfoy treats Dobby. Yeah. Where he's just like kicking there him downstairs. Right. Like exactly. you're a fucking piece of shit. Exactly. Like what do you want? Like get away from me. This kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, the shot itself is fantastic. I mean, as with all of 97 Parsec's work, I mean... The the the, yeah, the Boca mean, edition uh, from the blaster bolts, the the perfect positioning of the ATSC in the background, um, the the posing on all of the dead and still living uh, figures in the shot. I mean, just top notch work as always from from ninety seven. Boba Fett is a cold blooded killer. <laughs> it worked for the Empire. No, his, it, I mean, 97's a, a pro. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Very good at building dynamic scenes, mix and scale. I mean, that, that at ST, that's, that's 118 scale mixed in here with 112. Just good shit. I mean, it, like, it, it's an account like many that we featured before in the top five that kind of has to get governed every once in a while. So it's not just the, the 97 Parsecs photography share session every week, but... Um, quality work here from this yeah, account. Definitely. So, oh, love face XYZ. We love oh, you look too. At this. We have some pornography spammers. It's weird. Like, even if the wrenches like mod them out, they, they, it's only like there's a so many. Like, I, I don't like, know. Uh, like burner accounts that these things have too. Is like you ban one and they can just get back on another one. Yeah, it's. I just like I wonder why why come here like we don't even have a a big audience like what's the point I mean what fifty people are gonna see your yeah, dumb shit uh, <laughs> so. very weird but 
Anyway, that's the end of the top five. Thank you, everybody who tagged us through all the right. week. Whew. Got some awesome shots. All of them in the appropriate shade of blue, I should say, as well. So well, well done to all the photographers. Right. His his nose is the yes, correct the, length. The too. nose is spot on on this Cad Bane. And guess what? That's the end of the top five. And that's the end of this episode of Star Wars Time Show. So, Matt, take us home. Tell you what, what a roller coaster of a show. I mean, it felt like 2018 there for a little bit. But no, there's no hard feelings here. We're all having fun. We're all having fun. Listen, I I, I get worked up sometimes, but you'll know when I'm really angry. Don't worry. Nick and I have had some conversations where we both know that each other isn't really feeling the other at the, at the current yeah. moment. So it, it, that, that was not a, a Matt and Nick. If I thought Matt was really mad, I wouldn't have kept argument. poking him. <laughs> like, trust yeah, me. Yeah. Trust me. We, we've had worse, worse moments yeah. than that. <laughs> like sadly, a lot of them are, are pre-show or something, but no, don't worry. It, it's all fun. And you know, I, I love you guys. And if there's any gals that come into the stream, it's all fun. That's why we do this every Tuesday. And that's why we need you to keep pounding the drum. Star Wars time show. Star Wars time show. Oh, oh, oh. Do it. I'm telling you, it worked last week. Just there's only, There might have been like 10 of you that took the time on Wednesday to be like, hey, check out Star Wars time show's breakdown. I think you will like it. It's actually level-headed, and it's not just bitching and moaning. That's that's what we need to get across to people, like the people that have become disenfranchised with, with 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 uh, other Star Wars accounts and fans always being negative. We have plenty of negativity here, but we have a fun time spewing it out. So just keep it. I I, I would love the, the the same accounts, the same hardcore fans, get out there promote tomorrow's breakdown you know it's coming it'll probably be out there before 10 a.m east because i have a feeling that this i will not be able to sleep very long tonight because like a lot of you i am jazzed to see how the book of boba fett plays out i don't give a fuck if boba fett even shows up it's star wars content it's a beautiful shared universe it's a deep shared universe and it's an interesting shared universe that we love to talk about on the star wars time show so if you want to get more involved with the show or just follow along in between episodes of the swts make sure to memorize starwarstime.net that's all you need to sell the show not that the site is something that's going to wow people but it's the same content that we talk about every week as well as anything that I may feel the need to cover, even though I know people don't really give a shit. I guess I just like it in the end because I am a Star Wars fan, and this shit makes me happy. As angry as I am, as curmudgeonly as I've gotten in my old age, one thing gets me moving, gets me excited, and that's some fake science fiction, especially from the Star Wars galaxy. So don't forget, friends, let's keep building up this little merry band of followers. Look how much more fun it is to be on the live stream when there's active chatting going on. Uh, You guys can poke me, you can poke Nick, you can poke each other. That's what we're here for. We are here to celebrate Star Wars because there is always time for Star Wars time. Enough with the nonsense. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars time show, The Force 
and maybe some angry little man will be with you always. Always.